welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, then you're going to want to visit my friends over at Work.com and Drag Coven. Both outlets are serving you excellent drag-related content that I encourage you to check out today. Well, after you listen to this episode, that is. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theatre the Now, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Drag Race is heading up north, and we're going to see what polite drag looks like. It's time to talk all things Canada's Drag Race, and joining me to do so are Poppy and Canada's own Courtney Conkers. How are you? Hi! Not polite drag. <laughs> no, but everyone's so polite in Canada. We're pretty polite. Isn't, isn't that the stereotype? Yeah, I always forget until we go elsewhere, and I, like, compulsively apologize for something, and people are like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, literally don't know. It's ingrained in me. Everyone's polite and everyone says A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do that's another a thing. A boot? That, yeah. Okay, listen. I don't think that we say a boot. And then I saw my dear friend Brooklyn Heights on Drag Race. And I have never... She was on screen for like five seconds and I went, oh my God, she said a boot. I've never heard anybody sound so Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in the trailer, Rue tried to like throw in that, a boot. Mm-hmm. Silly, I love silly that. Rue. I died. Yeah, so luckily uh, we're recording after the trailer came out, which means we got a little more information out of that trailer. Mm -hmm. So I did the All-Stars 5 preview without any information, and we made these, like, bold predictions that were so wrong. So, so, so wrong. (laughs) So hopefully this one will be a little better. But before we dive into Canada's Drag Race, um, any thoughts you want to share about Drag Race Season 12 or All-Stars 5? Shea Colet, I want her to win. That's all I have to say. That is literally what I took a dip, big deep breath in to say. <laughs> <laughs> this last episode was breathtaking. Okay, listen. For me, here's she the thing. Every, she won the whole season in one episode. Really? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't watched yet because I'm terrible. I'm so behind. I have three day jobs and a full-time college course, so I'm like wildly behind oh, and not okay. doing my drag fan duty. And, and a hit <laughs> YouTube channel. <laughs> that we can't do anything with right now. <laughs> but um, I still, listen, again, polite Canadian, I have a lot of trouble, like, picking favorites and picking forerunners. And I, but I, listen, I have to just, like, go out on a limb and talk about how much um, Shea Coulee has already won it for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so excited about it, so. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a, a nice season so far. Um, and then season 12 finished, and we're done, and we're moving on. I, I love season 12. Those it, it, it had talented its moments. people. Um, what yeah. I will, I mean, it's, I put it on my Instagram today, but I got a friend request um, from Cherry Pie um, on Facebook. I think it's uh, someone catfishing the catfish. Very oh, funny. Oh, no. That's awkward. Yeah, it was <laughs> quite interesting. But season 12 is over. We're all moved on to All-Stars 5, which means let's have more drag. So Canada's Drag Race. Here we go. Hell yeah. It's drag everywhere. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about what we know so far. Um, and Courtney, you can explain some things, um, as we get to it. The show will debut on July 2nd on Crave and Out TV in Canada. Mm -hmm. Crave is a streaming service? Yeah, it's like a, it's like Netflix. Okay, cool. Yeah, Um, and and then Out TV is... Out um, TV is, um, one, our biggest, I think our biggest, like, queer TV network. So, like, our logo. Um, 
Yeah, it's all like LGBTQIA plus content. Um, okay. And they have like an app so that you can watch remotely on your like tablet or phone. Awesome. And um, yeah, it's like gay Netflix, but smaller. <laughs> nice. And, and then WOW Presents Plus in the US will be airing it, I think simultaneously. Is that what we're understanding? I believe so. Kind of like how they did uh, Drag Race UK. Yeah, or like, you know, it takes an hour to upload, but it'll be yeah. there ASAP. Yeah. And then the UK just revealed that they will be doing Canada's Drag Race on BBC Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's going to be the day later. I think so, yeah. So everyone's going to be able to watch it somehow. Mm-hmm. This will be the fourth international version of Drag Race franchise following Drag Race Thailand, The Switch, and Drag Race UK. And we have a trio of judges hosts, which is a little different. Yes. It'll take three people to be RuPaul. <laughs> and we have um, the model Stacey McKenzie. Love actor, her. Gorgeous. Actor Jeffrey Bauer Chapman, who's gorgeous. And Drag Race alum and Queen of the North, Brooklyn Heights. Heck yeah. Um, so I think for most Americans, we know um, Brooklyn Heights the best and maybe Jeffrey Chapman Bauer a little more. Or uh, Jeffrey Bauer Chapman more. But Stacey McKenzie, who is she? She I'm is not gonna a lie to you. model. She's a model? She, yes, oh, no. she's like a famous model. Okay. I know that she's a famous her. model and I know nothing else and I feel so guilty about it. Like I absolutely <laughs> have to do my research. So she's not like yeah. a Canadian icon? No, she so probably she- is. I, so I, I didn't always live in Canada. <laughs> Okay. So there's a big chunk where I was in the UK and I missed a lot of stuff. So every once in a while, people will be like, hey, talk to me about this big Canadian thing. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be really nice. I have no idea what that is. So <laughs> this is kind of one of those things. So you take the floor because I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so she's a model. She knows how to strut her stuff and that'll be great um, on, on the show. So how, how do you feel that we're having, that we, it takes three people to run this show? I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of like it. It's like a nice rotation. Well, it's also different because Rue is one person and he has one perspective. And I think it's nice to have the drag queen, the actor, and the model who all have different perspectives in a different entertainment field. So I think that's kind of better. Yeah. Yeah. I also love, I mean, they're bringing all of their different, like, uh, professional perspectives to the table. They're bringing all of their different, like, interpersonal and intersectional perspectives to the table. Um, and I think that having it be a little more of like a collaborative effort, not that I don't, you know, have a special place in my heart for like the traditional format of regular, you know, US drag race, but I'm excited to see how things like the feedback and, and like certain elements of the show will be different with like a more collaborative, more like rounded out, um, panel of voices going on i think that's really exciting now are we going to get like the brooklyn heights be uh walking the runway at the start of every runway or is she going to be behind the the desk oh she probably Uh, will walk i bet or or, are all three of them going to do a runway walk i kind of hope all three of them do yeah (laughs) yeah i know brooklyn will i don't actually know for a fact i'm it's like not tea but i just know that she's got a really fantastic wardrobe and that she loved all of of it so like Knowing her, like, I know she's going to walk a runway. <laughs> Even if it's, like, a, an extra video that's on the internet later on, she has totally. them already. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so sure. we've learned that Bell Media personality Tracy Melker will be um, Canada's squirrel friend. We don't really know what that is. I'm not going to lie to you. I've completely missed that and don't know what that means. Yeah, that was Same. in one I of the... No idea what that is. It was in one of the press releases. Um, I don't know who she is either, so... 
Cool. I, I vaguely, uh, I know of her um, as like a media correspondent. I think I got that press release and I probably should have read it. Um, I have so many jobs. I, uh, well, I'm interesting to see, I'm interested to see how that plays out then. Cause that seems like, are they making a new position? I don't know. Maybe, maybe she is like a Tim Gunn. I love that. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to see. And then um, in this trailer, we got some names that are going to be our guest judges. So we have X. So Alicia Cuthbert, Amanda Bruegel, Deborah Cox, who I'm assuming they're going to be lip syncing to Deborah Cox. I would hope so. If she's going to be there. Uh, Jade Hasson, Tom Green, which is hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Mary Walsh, Bedell, Ali X, and Michelle Visage. Heck yeah. Um, of course, someone's got to come from the show. Um, there will be an appearance by Drag Race UK's Crystal, because mm-hmm. she is Canadian. And then we've learned that Snatch Game guests will be designers Colin McAllister and G- Justin Ryan. Mm-hmm. So I know like three of them. <laughs> I, listen, I'm Canadian and I only know a few of them as well. My only, um, I'm excited to see, like I read up on each person that I didn't know and then of the people I know, I'm like excited to see them. But I'm a little bit disappointed that they didn't get um, Dan Levy. Right? Yes. Because they, you want to know what the tea probably is? They probably have him ready for a drag race regular and they're like, no, you can't have him. Well, that was my, my thought as well. So we, they had the whole cast of Schitt's Creek at, um, I think, two Toronto Prides ago. Mm-hmm. And he, he loves drag so much that, like, so we went up to the parade start and we were kind of just ready to watch and they were there and we started chatting with them and they were so incredibly sweet. And we were all dressed up, but we weren't in full drag. We were in, like, kind of half, like, daywalker drag. Yeah. Um, and he said, hey, like, you know, what are the costumes for? What do you guys do? And we said, well, we run a, we run a drag blog and we do drag. And he went... I love drag. I have a friend, Michelle Visage. And we went, oh, we know Michelle. And he was like, oh my God, amazing. Let's all just go for coffee later and talk about drag. Did we go for coffee with Michelle Visage and Dan Levy? Absolutely not. But it, like, he loves drag so much that the second he saw that like, that was our like common link, he was like, oh my God, I love drag. Let's talk about drag. So it, it made me disappointed that he's not on this, but I think you're completely right that like they've probably got him slated for season 13 of Drag Race, yeah. U- US Drag Race. So it may- kind of yeah, makes so- sense, I guess. Well, I mean, they'll, they'll be on. I'm sure there'll be a whole Shit's Creek challenge and everything. Uh, um, one name that, that I, I guess maybe they'll save for um, season two or whatever. Where's Shania Twain? Uh, can you imagine Twain? if they got Shania Twain or Celine Dion? Celine Dion, you know what? When it's ready and everyone tweets at her and says, Celine Dion, do Drag Race, RuPaul will put her on the regular show first. Um, for sure. <laughs> that's why I was like, Shania Twain's going to be on Canada before the regular one. That's like but the rite of passage is they exactly. got to go on US first. But yeah. you know that there has to be a Celine lip sync. Oh, I would right? be shocked. With Brooklyn there? Of course. I would be shocked and appalled if there wasn't. Um, I mean, we got, um, uh, it's all coming back to me now on um, Celebrity. That's true. I mean, <laughs> I hate to spread rumors, but I heard there might be a Celine Dion runway, like a whole runway devoted oh, wow. to her and her iconic look. Of course, of course. Aww. And we're going to tap into a Celine Dion find that I found later in um, when we get to this queen. But before we get to the queens, Courtney, explain Canadian drag to us. What's the difference between Canadian drag and American drag, if there is any? It depends on where you go. So Canadian drag is really, really diverse. 
but it's diverse like within itself as well. So like what you find in one city is not necessarily what you're going to find sure. in another city, even if those cities are literally just like Toronto versus the GTA, like <laughs> the greater Toronto area, like the suburbs, suburbs. Sure. Um, so for example, uh, if you go to BC, um, their drag has a much larger indigenous presence, mm -hmm. um, simply because like that's more integrated in the culture of BC anyways, because of where it's located and like what those lands originally were. Um, and there is an indigenous presence, presence in Toronto as well. Um, but Toronto drag in itself is like structured differently and in a really unique way that most places I've ever been, which is like a lot of fucking places, um, don't have. So Toronto drag does something called marathon drag, okay. um, which is, I always use this as an example. So the first time I ever saw Scarlet Bobo, who we'll talk about in a second, um, I went in with my, you know, drag cuff and handy cam, like, yeah, I'll film the whole show. That's what I do. And Scarlett was like, honey, you're going to film the whole show? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Like, I film 16 hour long drag festivals. Like, it's fine. And she was like, shit, okay, like, great, thank you. She performed 19 numbers in like an hour and a half long show because they do marathon drag. So the structure of marathon drag, literally by the end of it, like my hands were shaking and I was like, I need to sit down. Like, because <laughs> marathon drag is um, the first person will go on and they will do three numbers in a row, no costume change, talk on the mic for a minute and then do another two or three and then do another number. And then they'll go off stage and change costume while the next person comes on and does two or three numbers in a row, talk on the mic for a minute and then do another number or two. And then they swap and that person changes into their second costume while the second person in their second costume comes on and does two or three numbers in a row. And they do it in these sets of four or five, but they alternate and alternate and alternate and alternate until the show is over with no break. And then at the end, they usually get like excited and hyped up and maybe drunk and they'll do like three duets together or if another queen walks in the bar from like the bar across the road because all our bars if you go to the village are like really close like you can just walk up and down the street and see drag queens everywhere um so if another queen walks in maybe she'll just randomly up and get in the middle of the duet and like so they do number after number after number after number after number to the point that like I have performed here and there in marathon drag and I I'm not severely chronically ill, but I have several small illnesses that layer in ways that give me things like joint pain. And I've only done marathon drag, I think four times. And I said, I can't do this. I was like, no, like, uh, this is, this is wild. Like, wow. so Toronto Queens are like, does that give them necessarily every night of the week, the opportunity to show off like a uniquely conceptualized number that stylized right down to their nails and their hairline? No, they have to save that for other opportunities and showcase shows sure. and cabarets. But if you go to Toronto and you want to see a queen work her absolute tits off, occasionally, literally, walk into like Woody's or Cruise and Tango's and you're going to see marathon drag. And All that right. doesn't necessarily, but that's different than what happens in like Montreal, where like they do a lot of like, um, there obviously is a huge French element because Quebec and Montreal are French places. They're, that's our French province. Um, so what they do is completely different than what they do in like Winnipeg, which actually there is no one from Winnipeg on the nope. show, which is a shame. Um, but so just depending on where you go, you get completely different things. Um, and I think that's like really unique. And that's true for the US as well. But like there's oh, definitely fine. certain elements. Like I've never been anywhere um except for shows in various cities in Canada where people do like an indigenous land acknowledgement before a show 
Um, so like that's a unique element of, of a lot of things in Canada, mm -hmm. but it, it extends into drag. And I've never been anywhere that does marathon drag the way that Toronto yeah. does. So yeah, it's unique and it's, they are severely hardworking. It sounds it. Now, obviously in the UK, you can't really tip because you can't throw coins at the Queens. Mm -hmm. um, Canada, we tip? Canada tips. Um, but it's interesting because even like, so when I perform in Canada, for example, um, I have to work harder for tips in Canada, but if okay. I can get to a level of impressiveness where they have decided I deserve tips, the lowest tip I can get here is a $5 bill. So the second people have said, oh yeah, this bitch is working hard, we'll tip her, I make a billion dollars because right. the lowest thing I'm going to get is $5. Whereas in the States, the lowest tip I can get is a dollar. So I might have a wad of cash in each hand and think, oh, I've done it. I've cracked a hundred bucks. And it's like $15. Yeah. Whereas in Canada, if I have two wads, of, if I have two handfuls of money, I've, you know, paid for my next Greyhound somewhere. Like, yeah. um, there are Queens that do, um, numbers where they'll like put a bucket out or something, or they'll pass a bucket around the audience so that you can, because we have loonies and toonies, which are one and $2 coins. Mm -hmm. So, um, and those add up very quickly. So it's kind of a shame when like you can't take them. So in sure. like bigger audiences or at like shows with like visiting Queens or Rue girls, sometimes someone will pass around a bucket and everybody will put their change in a bucket and then like we divide it up or whatever. But usually it's just our, I was going to say paper money. It's not paper, it's plastic. And yes, it does smell like maple. Um, our, our gay colored paper plastic maple money. Uh, usually that's, that's what gets tips. Yeah. Awesome. Well, now that we've learned a little bit about Canadian drag, shall we talk about our queens? Yes. All right. We're going to go in alphabetical order. We are going to start with Anastasia Anakwe uh, from East York, Ontario, current city, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, she is 37 years old. Um, as she said, Starzy, if you're nasty. She's originally from the Bahamas, making her the first Bahamian queen on Drag Race. That's cool. Um, she's been doing drag for 17 years and has won more than 15 pageants, including Miss Canada International, Miss Gay Toronto, and is the reigning Miss Black Continental at large. Anastasia. Yeah. Right. First impressions? I love her. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 you go, you go. I love her. I don't know. I just, she just seems like really like chill and relaxed. I feel like that's what I loved about the, the whole promo. Like everybody just seemed kind of relaxed and like polite. But, yeah, very polite. And like, they're just like, yeah, we're just talented. They're not like overly <laughs> conceited. They're just kind of, you know, they're just themselves. And I, I think she really, um, she had that, that kind of quality to her. Like she was just very chilled and relaxed. And I appreciate that in a queen. Yeah, um, I have had the privilege of meeting her uh, precisely once. And I, you know, when you meet somebody and you're like, oh, if I told them this story, they wouldn't have a damn clue who I am because they wouldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a competition at a bar that actually recently just got bulldozed and no longer exists called Zippers. And um, I had gotten off the plane to drag from DragCon LA and I knew that this competition was happening and I wanted to see it. So I didn't, I put on only lipstick, a wig and a, and a hat, like a cap. <laughs> uh, and I showed up to this competition to film uh, for some of my friends who were in it. And I walked in as Anastasia, who I had never seen before, took the stage to do, I think it was some kind of like, she was like an alumni of like that pageant system of some kind. And I, um, I think it's Miss, maybe Miss Gay Toronto, um, something like that. And 
as I walked in and she took the stage, it was like a hush went over the crowd. Mm-hmm. And like, it was one of those things where you're like, I don't know who this is yet, but like, thank goodness I'm here because I can tell that there's like a thick layer of respect in the room and I should probably pay attention. Like, it was very much that kind of thing. And I spoke to her very briefly after and she had this like velvety kind voice that was very much just like, oh yes, thank you, baby. Yes, thank you so much. Like, yeah. And she yeah. was just like very polite to everybody. And and we did not talk in detail, but I was just, it, just the hush that came over when I walked in and she just emerged on the stage and I was like, oh, I should probably know who this is. <laughs> Watching her videos, because um, we have the um, Meet the Queens videos, and then there's um, a series on Extra, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very confident. She knows who she is, and she kind of expects you to know who she is as well. Um, <laughs> but subtly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she, she is one of those people who is a successful pageant queen who owns it. Mm-hmm. Very poised. And, yeah, very, very, very poised. Um, I, I like to pose like a burning question um, for each queen every time I do a preview. And my question for her is, she is a pageant queen, and can she use her pageant experience to win the biggest pageant on television? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's pageant queens statistically on Drag Race have not won the crown. I mean... Jada just did. I was about to say. <laughs> Jada, 12 seasons to get it. And Trinity was a pageant queen. Yeah, but that, I mean, All Stars is a little different of a beast. That, yes, that is true. Not a beast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she, she seems very confident. I mean, in her promo picture, she's got the Rue pose. Mm-hmm, I know. She's, like, she's very RuPaul. like, that's a professional, you can just tell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like girls who just, like, they know they're perfect, but they don't have to tell other pe- people yeah. that they're perfect. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. just should know. Mm-hmm. I love She's that. also, I get the sense from her that she's very much like, like, you know when you have a queen who everybody know who sh- knows who she is, but she's, like, fresh to it and very mm-hmm. enthusiastic and very, like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Like, she's the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like she knows that probably a lot of people who know who she is but even if they don't it's okay because they will like that's yeah. the sense I got <laughs> exactly. like, it like emanates from her and I have a lot of respect for that as a person who uh myself assumes no one fucking knows who I am and then is continually shocked if someone does like that's what I would aspire to is the attitude of like it's not here or there to me but you maybe do if you don't you will like <laughs> yeah well let's talk about her promo look a little bit um, it's very pageanty. It's very put together, but it's also a little haphazard. Um, dare I say, hodgepodge? Because uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's a lot of different materials. There's a lot of different fabrics, but it works for her because she knows how to wear a garment. Yes, absolutely. Yep, it's it's it. not wearing her. No, uh, it, the only it's, thing it's I, a lot. Yeah, but it is a lot. I, like all like snow though. Yeah. Do we know if there was an official prompt? <laughs> I have no idea what the prompt was, and I have even asked. And and there were some people who were like, oh, it was, and I forget what they even told me. I think it was like something frosty or something. I don't even know. Right. Um, like, but it seemed like maybe some people were told, were given a different, like maybe they were all given the same word, but some people got a different description of the word. Sure. I'm not sure. Because like for me, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe there's like queen, queen was the word that they got. Um, or regal or something because you see that a lot and then there's we'll get to some people later you're like <laughs> what 
Where are we? What are we doing here? See, but I this, got the sense that it must have been something to do with like winter. I feel like Queen of the North was probably. Yeah. yeah. Cause this is very like Queen of the North. It's very Ice Queen. It's very, it, it's, it's, it, it looks it's like white. one half got a different theme than the other half. It looks like you know one half I mean? got Queen of something and the other half got like Frosty Snow Princess. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not mad at this look. It works for her. I don't love the contacts. Um, colored contacts are so difficult. Um, I don't mind them sometimes. I just don't know. There, there's a lot of white going on here. My only yeah. thing is that because, and this is, isn't really even necessarily like a critique of her per se, but because when these photos get shared for like press and promotional purposes, not everybody remembers to save like the HQ version. So there's sometimes <laughs> a slight blur. Maybe this is the media blogger and me just like being a nitpicker, but there's sometimes a light blur. And because her dress is white her boa thing cape thing is white and her hair is white the second there's any loss of clarity it's all just white yeah and then and then her skin tone makes that pop in hq but it kind of like i kind of lose like the detail in like the bust and at her neckline because like yep. the hair kind of hides it so i almost wish like i feel like she got done dirty by like <laughs> by quality in some places that i've seen the photo because i feel like it was probably more impactful in person i guess and that's not really like sure her i mean i guess it's, it's every queen's responsibility to think about how their outfit will communicate on camera but <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like the, uh, the only, like, quote-unquote critique I have is, like, not actually a critique for her. Yeah. <laughs> I um, wish the background was black. So it would pop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and that's why I almost wonder if, like, it was some sort of queen prompt, because that background is, like, what you would see in some, like, royal hall somewhere. Yeah, it's very, like, throne room. Yeah. Well, um, usually I like to shout out designers if they're listed on social media. She did not list any of her designers. Um, but the audience gave this 73% toot, a 27% boot. Um, that was very Canadian of me. To I love boot. that you have percentages. This is um, official. I, I, it's, well, because you put the poll up on Instagram and people, that's when my, yeah. my Instagram gets the most action is when people toot and boot. I love that poll. It, it helps me. Like it, like it lets me get my opinion out without being like yeah. a bit. It's like anonymous. You it know? is totally anonymous. <laughs> there, there, there have been times when I disagree with so hard with people, and I'll call them out in the podcast. But not going to do it on this one. We're fine here. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still. I'm going to give her a boot. I mean, a toot, a toot, a toot. We're, we're going to toot it. You know, I'm going to give everyone a toot because I'm Canadian and mild, <laughs> unless I'm pissed, which I'm not today. So. <laughs> <laughs> If it's not hideously ugly, then I think it's a two. Yeah. <laughs> We're so <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I watched a couple performances of her. She was in everything that I found, it's either a pageant performance or if she was at a, a venue, it was very stationary. And she just didn't bring much. But if, again, I think that's the personality that we're learning from her. Right. You come to I me, like... I don't go to you. Yes, that. I feel like she is a lip sync. Like, if she's yes. going to lip sync, she's going to deliver a lip sync, and that's what you're going to pay attention Which to. Which is going to be gonna very like. interesting if she has to lip sync for her life. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Because it, historically on Drag Race, if you do that, they either oh, accuse yeah, you of park and barking and say it wasn't great, or yeah. they go, oh my god, that was so powerful. Yeah. And there's, like, very little in between, so I'm, I'm right. interested to see, like, whether and how that will play. Yeah, because you can't really park and bark, man, I feel like a woman. Right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see her. Anything else we want to say about Starzy? 
I just oh want her God. to follow me on Instagram and be my friend. All right, well, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's lay that down as a blanket rule, first of all, because they're yeah. all uh, great. <laughs> yeah. All right, next we have from Windsor, Ontario, current city, Toronto, Ontario. It's Boa. Uh, she is 24 years old. Um, Boa is an acronym for Bitch on Arrival. Um, some things I learned about her, she can crack her nose by pushing it sideways. It's not a sound that I ever want to hear again. Nope. Um, That's disgusting. She's also said that she's proud to be a mess. <laughs> she's not even a mess. What? Um, that was, I think, the extra video that she said it in. But let's, let's, I think, going with what we were talking about with the prompts, let's talk about the look first. <laughs> Here's my thing on the look. Again, like, I feel like this critique is for whoever put these queens together and not her herself because if this was an isolated look that I saw like removed and elsewhere yes. I'd be like cute she's Canadian she's a hockey player lol like because I don't hate the look itself but because of the like lack of overall consistency and where they've placed them and even where she is in the photo with like obviously they were trying to balance out the dark colors but she's just it looks like they've stuck her in randomly yeah and it makes it makes me hate the look in a way that I don't actually hate the look yeah so I think um, again she got done a little dirty yeah it, I mean I do appreciate all the hockey elements. I used to play hockey. Um, <laughs> it's just, they're, they're, I, I almost wish she was wearing like the hockey sweater instead, instead of just a leotard to right, really like go jersey. full mm -hmm. on um, mm -hmm. hockey. Mm -hmm. But it is in a way like put together, but kind of messy. <laughs> There's a lot going on. I mean, it's a bodysuit with numbers on it. Like yeah. And stones. She's got stones on there. <sighs> Um, and then let's let, queens always do the, the cape, <laughs> it, it, the train. It is a hockey net. I get it. I know what we are going here, going for. It almost because of what the prompt is compared to everyone else. It looks like it was an afterthought. Maybe it was. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But then the black heels. I'm like, no. Okay, like that is like one point. Well, I. Sorry, I have a delay, so I keep talking over you, and I'm very rude. I apologize here <laughs> now and, and for the rest of the podcast. Um, I feel like maybe it was an intentional choice to try and look like skates because hockey skates, oh, hockey skates are black. Sure. Maybe. I don't, it doesn't create consistency, so I can see how one may not visually love it, but I wonder if maybe it was intentional. Or maybe I'm just <laughs> desperately trying to compliment people. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> if she wore, like, actual, like, skates, like, ice skating skates Ooh. to the thing i would i would gag like that yeah. that i would be like oh, okay absolutely i appreciate yeah. this now she's just <laughs> slicing up their like backdrop and they're like seriously <laughs> um again no designers listed on her instagram sadly mm. um but boa like what 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 do we know about her what how what are our thoughts about her do you want to i now i'm paranoid that i'm gonna talk over you and <laughs> now i'm gonna stare at your face to see if i can see you talking <laughs> I don't know jack shit about her, so this is all you. Okay, I know lots about Boa. She's wonderful. She's so lovely. Um, we actually met Boa like before, right before she even started drag, because we were all crazy Lady Gaga fans who used to wait outside stuff and go to shows together. Nice. And she was like this teeny little young, like very excited kid, and we were just obsessed with her. Um, and she got into drag, and she's just been consistently hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen, if you've never seen it, please look up Boa and her like whole Grinch shtick because she recently, 
<laughs> yeah. So she recently um, did a competition um, at El, Conve El Convento Rico where she competed the entire competition as the Grinch. But like a lady, like a, a like a lady Grinch. But like they show, they made like a corresponding like mockumentary where like it showed her process of like transforming into the Grinch and like adopting her her new life in green and like all this really silly stuff that had like parallels with like queer life and doing drag um, and like undergoing a transformation to be like your authentic self. And it was it was actually genuinely hysterical, but also totally fucking weird. Like some people were like, this is genius. And other people were like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, <laughs> yeah. The, but that's very Boa is like, it, even on her mic work, like some, some minutes I'm like, like laughing, chilling, crying. And other minutes I'm like, what the fuck did she, did she just, is this a joke that went over my head? What am I, because <laughs> she's just <laughs> that kind of person. And I like in a way that I really appreciate. She's also really sweet. Um, one time recently I worked a show with her and like we were both having really stressful days uh and she just like gave me a hug and held me for like three solid Aww. minutes because she could see that I was like getting panicky and she just kind of and we just like stood in our like friends like walkway and just like she just like squeezed my body and the friend was like can I help you too like what can I do for you because we were just like shh and we just stood there and it was like she's very when she's not like up and energetic and at a show she's a very calming presence and she's very yeah. grounding and yeah yes, she's it, very she, polite she seems like she is definitely a persona like when she's mm -hmm. in drag that is her character um i th from the videos that i watched um and then uh some of the performances that i watched there was something about her as an artist and i want to make sure i'm saying this very clear as an artist that she reminded me of Sherry Pie. Really? Yeah, just the way she like spoke and 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 she was like a little out there, but it was still like <laughs> fun and funny and campy. It's like that, a like, big it, campy comedy. Yeah, it's like, like campy but off. Mm-hmm. Um, Boa, sweetie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that insult. Um, but no, I, like my burning question for her is: Boa is a personality that the camera will absolutely love. Will she be a mouthy villain, a confident mess, or something completely different? I think she's going to be... Are we supposed to answer these questions? Or well, if you want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this question even for me? Um, <laughs> wow, me talking? Shocker. Um, I think she's going to be... Keep in mind, I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. This is all conjecture. Um, I think she's going to be like... You know when they have a queen where it's like... Ha ha, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke. And then finally they go, I but I want to see the real you. I'm not seeing your authentic yeah. self. And then the opening of like that next episode is like that queen crying and finally showing like vulnerable feelings. And then they talk about her vulnerability. Yeah. I feel like I could see Boa very much getting that storyline where like they have to like crack the funny exterior to like get to like the meat of her personality inside. Yeah, I can because see that. she's quite sensitive for lack of a better not sensitive isn't isn't really the white but she's very like she's very like observant and like mm -hmm. picks up on feelings and very she's much, empathetic yeah i i sent her a costume once and then i didn't pick it up from her for a really long time and instead of being frustrated with me and being like hey can you come get your shit out of my apartment um she didn't even end up wearing it because it like didn't fit right or which wasn't it was a halloween costume from when i was young and it was a parrot and it was it had all these stupid crafting feathers like it was just a ridiculous garment like just so stupid and instead of like being frustrated or like trying to chuck it at me at a club when i like wasn't prepared to take it or whatever she actually uh returned it on a day that worked for me and she had like 
neatened out the feathers. Like it looked like she How gave kind. her a nice finger brushing before she put oh. it back in the bag because she knew that I was like going through something and like I was very stressed. So she was like trying to make it, she was doing me a favor, but she was trying to make it easy on me. So, I'm like, loving her. Yeah, so I feel like they're going to give her that, like, are you using comedy as a shield? Let's make you cry type type. Okay. Head. Yeah. So she's like a clown with a heart of gold. Yeah, I think that's, all right, that's all right. what they're going to show. For her look, I'm, I have to boot it. Just for, compared to everybody else, I have to boot <laughs> it. I, I, in this photo because it it stands out in a way that almost detracts i think i have to boot it for the photo mm-hmm. but i don't what like individually when yeah. when they have the different background i actually really like it so like i feel like i have to contextually boot it but to the outfit okay, <laughs> does that okay, make okay. sense yeah, yeah that's fair it, yeah 22 yeah. <laughs> percent gave it a two 78 percent gave it a boot oh no they were correct <laughs> the correct decision <laughs> Moving on to Alona Verily. Um, they are f- originally from Lytton, British Columbia. They are f- living in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, they are the first two spirit queen on Canada's drag race. They are non-binary. Um, and the one thing that I learned um, by seeing them out of drag is they have a lot of face tattoos. Yes. <laughs> that are covered up with her s- their stunning, stunning makeup. Yeah, their pick is good. Um, I'm excited by them. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, you go. <laughs> I, I was going to say she's probably the girl I'm most excited for. Like, honestly. Other than Lemon. Like, especially her Instagram. Like, how it's all rainbow and pastel. It's so curated. It's gorgeous. All of her outfits are so pretty. Especially this one. Like, the one she's wearing, this light blue. Uh... Two. I think she's the top two for me, personally, like, out of all of the girls. I'm just okay. gonna, like, say that before we even get to, <laughs> to the other one. Sorry. Slap it on the table. Yeah, yeah um, so. nobody does a monochrome, particularly in some kind of pastel or pastel-adjacent hue like Alona. And I yeah. am also very obsessed with, like, that whole, even though I never pull it off myself because I'm a disaster, but, like, I have so much respect for, like, their entire aesthetic and how hard, like, their attention to detail in their yeah. outfits, makeup, like the nails match the eyeshadow, which matches the text that they've used on the background so that their Instagram grid will look great, complete. Like I, I cannot imagine like the focus that it takes to pull that off. Like I can't even match like my socks to my shirt. Like, <laughs> so that really impresses me. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever seen Elona wear something that I was like, mm, like I, like I consistently love what they visually create unfortunately i've never gotten to see them perform which i think i don't think i don't think which i think is a shame so we've we've met them and they're really really nice uh they're definitely a bitch who can stand up for themselves which uh mm-hmm. as i'm sure you can guess i appreciate <laughs> um <laughs> as someone who's also always yelling um but like in a way that's very like they seem to like know their shit before they come for you like they seem mm-hmm. to come they, they seem to know how to come correct so i sit back and go yeah okay great yeah. Um, I mean, my burning question was, Alona is a very put-together queen with a perfectly color-curated Instagram, but are they ready for the race? Yes. I 
I feel like I want to say yes, because everything I've ever seen presented is presented is so incredibly professional. But I also feel like I, because I have been robbed of the experience of seeing them ever perform, I know that perform and I know they do very well because mm -hmm. I, I've seen them like in competitions and stuff. But I, I don't, I, I couldn't predict how Alona would do in a, in a lip sync. And that makes me yeah. mad. That I makes mean, me feel like I need to like go out and do better. <laughs> like the videos that I saw, like their performance had a lot of emotion. There was a lot of panache to it. It, it, it was a good drag performance, but I feel like the focus was more on the look. Fair. So that's, a, that. I mean, we've had a lot of beautiful look queens fall quite early because they just could not hack it for what the reality show was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but this look, let's let let's discuss this look. I'm obsessed. It's stunning. the knife nail. It's crazy, but I love it. So beautiful. The head jewels are stunning. Mm -hmm. It's it, 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 the body armor. It's just it, it's gorgeous. Um, the whole also. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like what maybe the well one of the best examples of like a queen representing what it is they do and what yes. like people who know their drag oh, would expect of them and mm -hmm. slapping it on whatever their prompt was and putting it on drag race. Yeah. Like that is Ilona. Like that's not like, you know, we all have that friend who's like a $5 discount queen who then suddenly walks on stage and someone's made something gorgeous for her. Uh, and you can be like, oh, she did not make that. And like, congratulations, you look beautiful, but like, where's the you yeah. in this? You know, when they get read for that on the runway and people are like, well, where's your personality in it? Like, this is authentically what Alona does. And I, yeah. but it's, but it fits at the same time. So I thought it was I just absolutely agree. I think she wins the branding challenge, like hands down. Yeah. Like I people see that. her promo and they like know exactly what she's going to get from mm -hmm. her. Yeah. I think she's going to be like the look queen of the season. Also, I love the fact that she's two spirit. I think that's so cool. That she's bringing that to Drag Race, like yeah, they don't yeah, have that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, you know, and sorry, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say you always want to blame or push it onto the producers that in all the clips you see that she does say she's in, that they do say they're indigenous the entire time. It's a repeated talking head. Are they the ones saying it, or is it the producer pushing it out there? Whatever. Um, but when you're proud of something, you know what show it out, showcase it, and let everybody know. Because, again, this is not something that, for an American audience, we've seen before. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I also, I mean, again, like I said, like, out in BC and, you know, on that on that coast, there's definitely a heightened um, conversation and presence, or at least in, in my limited experience there. Sure. Uh, it was the first time I ever, you know, went to a series of drag shows within a week where every single show, bar none, had an Indigenous land acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see a, a performer come out of that community, uh, and kind of like represent it and like authentically talk about like, this is where I come from. And like, these are the elements that really inform my identity and my drag. And like, here's what my identity is. And, and this is how it intersects with like my gender, my sexuality, my, my background, my family, my culture. Um, and I think Alona's, uh, like well-informed and well-versed enough to do a good job of talking about that on screen so I kind of um obviously not to the point that it like does any detriment to them but I kind of hope they almost do clip it in that they're talking about it all the time because I think that there's not a lot of visibility particularly in the drag yeah, race franchise absolutely. for two-spirit or indigenous people um and if they can get represent good informed properly vocal representation of both of those things in one person 
fuck yeah. Like, that's awesome. And like I said, I mean, Alona's never been one to, like, stick up for herself, so fuck, let her talk about it. Like, I think that'd be great. (laughs) Exactly. I just hope she does well, so that prompts, uh, like, not only Canada, but um, the U.S. version to to have more indigenous and native people on the show because they just had sugar. But like, there's so many more queens who are mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always, whenever there's a person with a very specific intersecting identity um, and they're maybe the only one there occupying that space, I always get a little worried and it's not specific to Drag Race, but Drag Race is also not an exception for my worry, um, that they're going to be tokenized. And that they're sure. just going to, like, punt them off early. And you keep them in long enough to say, okay, we ticked our box. There we go. Yep. We met our obligation. Because that's what the, the television and entertainment industries Absolutely. do. It's not necessarily just drag race itself. So I would hate to see them do that to Elona. Um So hopefully they don't. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. see. <laughs> I want to give some shout-outs to their designers. Uh, the hair is by Arda Wigs Canada. The look is by Evan Clayton. Jewels by Amped Accessories, who we love. Hell yeah. And shoes by et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolute toot. Oh, completely. Toot. Audience (laughs) gave a 94% toot, 6% boot. They're correct again. Any percent boot. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But yeah, this was stunning look, and I'm excited for Alona. Next. Next, we have um, the drag clown of the season, 36 years old, um, current city, Victoria, BC, uh, originally from London, Ontario. It is 36-year-old Jimbo. I know nothing about Jimbo, and I'm so embarrassed. um, Jimbo (laughs) was someone I looked up on Instagram, and very interesting um, looks and, and persona. Like, yes, this is a drag clown. And that is what they want to be referred to as. But then there is a music video on YouTube called Open Heart, where she's like featured in the video where I'm like, is this Davina DeCampo? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, really? It, she looks like Davina with the red hair and everything that like facially everything about it was Davina. But that's, that's not wild. the personality. Um, oh, that's so funny. She pushes the boundaries of camp so far, and that's going to be really wild to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the so I, I only know what I've what I've looked up since uh, essentially quote unquote meeting them through the Drag Race Canada announcement. But I always it makes me feel like as as a viewer and as like a drag lover, it makes me feel a bigger sense of comfort about any cast so long as there is one quote-unquote like weird artistic kooky campy like some kind of queen who like you fully expected if you like handed her a box of plastic forks she'd do really good art with them yeah (laughs) so like that's kind of the right (laughs) yeah right um but so like as much as they don't want to ever like pigeonhole anybody like if i had to do you know what the casting directors have to do and put out like the fillable boxes on a board and slot all their names into which one they're going to occupy like that's the position I see Jimbo in, but I'm always thrilled when they at least have somebody in that position because then yeah. even if I don't know them personally, like, which I don't know Jimbo, I can already pretty safely be like, I'm probably going to think they're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, my burning question was, can the drag, drag clown be crowned the ultimate drag queen of Canada? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... It, <laughs> That would, people would be like, of course Canada's gonna, you know, crown the, <laughs> crown the clown, like, um, 
but I also, I hope that they, I think they will, but I hope they don't do it to her, to their detriment. I feel like they're going to do what they did to like milk and what they, they didn't do it so hard to Evie, but like a little bit and like what they've done to the quote unquote clown queens in the past and be like, okay, fantastic. Here's your like kooky clown, interesting, artistic, interpretive, conceptual, whatever, but can you bring me sheer glamour? And then the, the first time that person steps out on the runway in sheer glamour, they send them home. Like I would yeah. hate to see that. And, and that's what I found on her Instagram is that she can do this glamour and it, the glamour is kind of Davina's glamour. That's but amazing. she also <laughs> has used, has these like cock destroyer sized tits in these looks. <laughs> So you have this camp, but it's still glamour. It's right. so strange. So I wonder how we'll get to see like things like this with like a you know a monochrome full like face paint versus like a fancy pageant gown or something. Like yeah. I wonder how we'll see those mix in together. Yeah, I mean this look is creepy white queen realness. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something disconnected about her face and the paint. I don't know if I love contouring in blue. I think that's the thing that scared me a little bit. I would have maybe, yeah, I can see that. It kind of, it's all very monochrome, white and silver, and then suddenly there's just blue there. Yeah. Which, unless I'm just, like, not seeing it, but I don't really see a whole lot of other blue in the... No, it's just really in the face. Yeah, I also once, and this is, like, full contextual personal bias and, like, not even a reflection on, like, their work, but, like, I also once saw a queen do a very creepy, like frozen dead zombie look in which they used shades of blue and gray and now whenever I see anybody contour blue on white I literally just go oh my god you look so dead even if they, yeah. like they don't but like that's what my brain harkens back to and I'm like I really have to break that because you can do more things with a blue contour that's not just like a frozen zombie <laughs> yeah she yeah. looks like um like a, a skinwalker icewalker what is it from the game of thrones Oh, maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe White yeah, Walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like like a like the queen of <laughs> the Blue Walkers. Definitely looks like if you like looked her in the eye, like bam, frozen heart dead. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I wish you did like a normal face because I like the rest of the outfit. I think like the the crown, the hair, and the dress are really really cute. Yeah, the crown is stunning. Um, I don't know who did the crown specifically, but the look was by Sarah Runnels and Alice Hawes. The hair is by Brady Taylor. Cute. I almost have the same issue with, and again, it could be the editing and quality and not just the look itself, but, um, or maybe I'm just like being overly polite. I don't know. But as I said with Starzy, where the white blonde hair on the white dress with the white white, 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 it almost blurs out. Like, I can't really tell what the, like, bust and neckline of the dress really looks like because it's, like, sure. white hair on a white dress on a white... It looks like there might it might go up higher or maybe she's painted white. I can't really tell, but it's just, like, white on white on white, and I kind of, like, lose the impact of it. Yeah. yeah. I, unfortunately, am going to give it a boot. I still want to toot it because that crown is amazing. Yeah. Poppy? If she just didn't... If the face wasn't there, it would be a total toot. The audience was 46% toot, 54% boot. So very, very mixed there. So close. We are now moving on um, to Juicebox. Yeah. Who is years old, from, originally from Essex, Ontario, category Essex, um, current city Toronto, Ontario. Um, Juicebox has been doing drag for five years. Um, I learned in one of the videos that as a child, her chest was burned and 
Her nipple had to be reconstructed with pigskin. What a fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, um, she also says that she uh, is like a tiny chihuahua uh, who shakes of nerves. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that I need to say is out of drag, you'd never imagine that to be juice box. Because <laughs> she's like ever, a five ever. foot two little muscle daddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I, um, just, I'm going to say right now, I think I stand and I bought a juice box pin already. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to slap my bias right on the table right now and let you know that juice box is one of my best friends and I fucking adore her. So everything I'm, I say is going to be just gushing. This was my favorite look of the promos. Jesus Christ. This she is look gorgeous. wonderful. She's like a little angel. It, well, it reminds me of our friend Seraphim. Everything about oh, it is yes. Seraphim. The blonde. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the white. Now I have to go Google this person. Um, Seraphim <laughs> just did a couple uh, season 12 looks that got like severely sh- um, thrown around Reddit and everything. Oh, uh, she's cute. an incredible makeup artist. But I, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with this look. Yeah. Juicebox is another one who... Like, again, she's also a uh, killer marathon drag uh, performer because, mm-hmm. again, Toronto. So, like, every <laughs> every Toronto girl has, like, a rotation of, like, eight sparkle bodysuits that you can just whip on and off on, like, a really busy <laughs> night. Because they'll also, like, go from cruising tangos and do a bazillion numbers and then run straight over to, like, the garage and do, like, a second set in the early show, then the late show, and do 18 more numbers. So, but when when you get Juice in a situation where she can, like, plan out a look and she has like the time to like do every little detail it's again like the focus and like the concentration on like just every little hair being in place and like the whole thing just being very well put together is huge yeah she's like sparkly little unicorn until you get her talking and then she's like vulgar and will tell you she just farted and like (laughs) (laughs) yeah she seems just so much fun um this look is by studio zc um, I mean, on paper, Juicebox seems to check off all the boxes, but what will be her downfall? If Is, is it going to be these nerves that she spoke of? I don't know. It could, it could be nerves. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, I've definitely seen Juice get very, like, nervous and, like, you know, kind of in her head um, facing really big things. But at the same time, um, she has a little bit of that, like, honestly, Brooklyn Heights-esque element in that... I always make fun of Brooke and say that it's like she goes into the zone and it happens like Mm -hmm. that. And you can see where she's gone from, I'm nervous, I'm stressed, I'm distracted, I'm stressed, I'm nervous, I'm stressed, boom. And then there's just like a centering and a silence and it's like laser beams come out her eyes and you know that she is ready. And like Juice does that in like a slightly smaller, more like juice box size capacity. Um, also she's tiny. <laughs> she's like my, she's like five, five, three, maybe. Really? Um, oh, I love her even more now. But you can see her like focus, bam. And like, if she's feeling the nerves, she doesn't show it because she's like making other people feel cheerful and, and, you know, being the hair flip queen of Toronto. And like, she definitely knows how to like hone it in that nervous. Yeah. Energy. I'm excited by her. I'm, I, I think the videos I did see, um, she's very dynamic entertainer. One of the first hits on, um, YouTube is a performance of herself, Tainomi Binks, and Priyanka. Hell yeah. Um, they, they were a good trio. That was, that was oh, fun they're to watch. fantastic. Um, um, my favorite thing to do when Juicebox is performing is we play a game on Drag Coven and we'll put it on our story and she always gets yells at us uh, called Count the Hair Flips. 
<laughs> and like in one number we see how many because she is the hair flip queen which is really impressed because under that wig she's completely bald yeah so like you know a queen can glue her hairline when there's nothing to clip it to and then she can hair flip the house down and like not lose her wig which i've also seen happen but uh it's the best to like count like one two three <laughs> she just goes and goes and, but it's never in a way that like like that's her signature move for sure but it's never in a way that you're like okay sis i gotta do something else like it's sure. like she if there's ever a queen that knows how to perfectly employ a hair flip and like hit it on the music and punctuate something with it it's too yeah yeah i'm excited for her i hope she does well um like i said i've put my stand flag down i bought a pin Hell yeah. <laughs> or so, pins are so cute, too. I mean, because it, it, it's this look. It's, it's gorgeous. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Ready for our next queen? Yes. yes. Oh, my lights just went out. Um, <laughs> at age 21, um, from Montreal, Quebec, originally from Quebec City, it's Kiara. She seems so young. She's, she's she looks like young Bambi. and little and beautiful. She's Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, she's got those Naomi Smalls legs. Does she? <laughs> yeah. Because this look, the, the promo look didn't really help. Um, she is like very, I only got to see her perform once, but it was in this like fantastic pride showcase. And she is like, it was almost like she came out and she's just so tall and she's kind of built like a fashion sketch. Okay. And so, granted, maybe she's actually not that tall and I'm just short. I'm not sure. But to me, she seemed immensely <laughs> tall. Um, but she's built kind of like a fashion sketch and you almost expect her, you know, when a queen is very new and they have, they're a little wobbly on their heels. I almost expected that. And then she moved like water. Like she's very good. Oh, interesting. She's very like, she's very honed and good at what she does kind of thing like I, I adored watching her perform. yeah I mean she's very confident with her body um and that's a trend on Drag Race where a skinny twink uh, who looks good in their flat chest succeeds on the show um <laughs> so I'm sure she'll do well there um but like she's not great talking on camera the the, the videos were a little difficult to watch I had I think I saw some trepidation she seems, yeah. well, she's probably also never been on a set before. So, like, sure. I'm sure that in itself was intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, whenever I see a queen like that, there's always, there's always one in the cast who I'm like, oh, yeah, you, whereas, like, some of these other queens have been on TV for other things, especially in Toronto, like, Toronto, Vancouver, like, the p- TV shows, if you're going to make a, a, a movie or a TV show in Canada, you go to Toronto or Vancouver. So, like, right. those queens have all, all kinds of experience. Um, but there's always like one queen that I can be like, oh, you've never done this before. And I always think it's interesting because the difference between like the first time you see their meet the queens and you can tell that they're a little nervous and they're not maybe sure where to look or whatever. And then by the time everything has aired and they've been through like press weeks and like all the, you know, interviews and whatever, my very favorite thing is when you see their like first video, like post season and they're like, damn, nailed it. And you can tell that they've absorbed all the criticism yeah. and like taken it. So I hope we get to see her do that. That. And like, you know, the next time we see her in an interview, she's just like focused and not nervous. And like. Yeah. Uh, my burning question for her was, is she going to be a Gigi Good or a Scaredy Cat? Where will her, her youth land? She <laughs> seems a little, a little green to me. I feel like she's going to land more in Scaredy Cat. I, I kind of feel that way too. Like this look for me is very like baby drag, first time at Drag Wars at Pieces. Um, 
not yeah, pieces. <laughs> it, it is very, it is very Drag Wars. It's like the look is by Ruby T. Doll and Suki Doll. The hair is by Peach. Um, I don't know. Again, I think this is another example of the makeup not fitting the rest of the look. Like it, it looks like a friend putting uh, makeup on their finger and just rubbing it around their eye, and looking like they have a big colorful eye. I have to look this look up again because now I feel like I'm forgetting. It's right next to lemon on my screen. Oh, see, no, I'm obsessed with it with the open chest and which is which is on trend for a lot for Drag Race. I'm obsessed. Um, I don't know. For me, it didn't work. I do agree that the eye makeup does not match the color scheme. It's like a definitely a variance in palette. I also don't know. I know that she's newer and I know that she's young and green, but I also know that she can perform the fuck out of something. So I'm kind of like, I could see them putting her in a challenge where like one of the more experienced queens, like, you know, knocks her out of the park simply on like lack of experience with something really specific. But then like her sending someone the fuck home i could see that you know what i mean like i could i could see i could definitely see her yeah one of the performances that i did watch she did uh perform a little flaily her arms were a little flailing a little bit but no she she knew her words and she knew the energy and the 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 aura she needed for the song but yeah i don't know i mean i'm not i'm not feeling her necessarily because i think i'm get i get excited by other people in the cast, not necessarily by her, from what I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I, I wish I knew more about her. I've only, we've only gotten to see her once, yeah. and it, she was super kind. But also, like, I don't know, kindness doesn't win Drag Race. Otherwise, right. lots of people <laughs> would win. So, for me, this look, I have to give it a boot. No, I got to toot it because of that chest. I love it. The exposed <laughs> chest with that. I'm obsessed. I love it. It's a big toot for me. Poppy, remember how I said like I would only boot things that are hideous? Yeah. It's a boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the audience, 25% toot, 75% boot. Yeah, not, yeah. not many people were feeling it. I feel robbed. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is someone who I am also obsessed with is Kine. Uh, 20 yeah. year, 21 years old from uh, Kitchener, Ontario, current city Waterloo, Ontario. She is of Filipino descent. Kine is a popular TikTok and YouTube personality. Um, she also is a math major at the University of Waterloo and was a, a winner of the prestigious Sucklick Leader Scholarship. Um, and when remember when I mentioned Celine Dion, um, I found a video of her play, uh, doing My Heart Will Go On on the flutes. And how do you not stand after that? Hell yeah. As, an, as a total ex-band geek who also played the flute, <laughs> like, fuck yeah. Oh my God, I, 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 I love her. I love her too. I didn't know she's 21. She's I had no idea you just told me right now. That's crazy. Yeah. So she's been making drag tutorials on YouTube for so many years that yeah. like there are people who started drag with Kine years ago yeah. and like owe their foundation of like wig styling and knowledge to her videos now that they're out in the clubs. So the fact that she's only 21, like I always forget that she's so young. The age may be wrong. I looked like on wiki, but... Yeah, it makes um, sense. She, I know she is surprisingly young for how off, for how long she's been doing yeah. drag tutorials. So you you might be right. Um, but it, I always just forget how young because it just feels like she's been in the game for so long because because she's been she's just like helped so many people start drag before they yeah. were in drag. You know, I, I, I love her. Boring. She's also like a genius. 
like she, which she, I'm obsessed with. She just has such a beautiful personality. She's funny. She's kind of campy, but she's also what you imagine classic drag to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. So we worked an event with her recently, and I didn't. I've known her drag for a while, but I didn't really like get to like speak with her personally. And that's kind of always something I love because like, then I get to see what someone's actually like and I get to see if like it matches, you know, what like what my expectations were. And she's one of those people who like will crack a subtle, hilarious one-liner, but do it over and over and over again. And you might miss it if you're not listening, but if you're hearing, like I, I it was actually the same day as, as the one I told about Bella, weird. Um, <laughs> And I was having a terrible fucking day. And she just, I happened to be standing near her. And for everything everyone said, she had like hilarious whispered one-liner to come back. And like, and I just happened to be hearing all of them. And I was like, ready to cry because I was laughing so hard because she was just like, and she wasn't even trying to be funny. She was just like very smart. Yeah. Like super smart. She's also very like observant. Like she asked us a lot of questions rather than like telling us things about herself. Mm-hmm. Like she wanted to hear like our take on this and our take on that. And have we met this person? What do we, she wanted to know like what people... Like, I could kind of see her, like, synthesizing. Like, I could see her synthesizing information and, like, learning as I talk. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can definitely see that she's, like, she's very aware of her surroundings and wants to know about the people that are there. She just knows shit. She knows everything. Like... Yeah, I mean, and look at this, th- this look. Uh, she is regal. This is, this is opulence. I love the dress. The hair is perfectly coiffed. I mean, this is how you do a promo look. Yeah, this is weird um, for me because, again, like, this is an all-white look with white on white on white on white, but because she's got the cut of the dress and then her hair is up, it doesn't have what I said about the previous white on white on white looks where, because she doesn't, like, her face isn't just a floating orb in the middle, like, she doesn't get lost in it, so there's, like, a sense of reality. Like, normally you'd want, every like, a queen to have a necklace on. You don't need it for her. She's got a great chest, so, like, she knows what she's doing, and again, she's 21 years old but she reads so much older her yeah, face but without looking amazing. Stunning. yeah her face yeah. Is stunning. yes 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 she's got very good posture um i give this an absolute toot i'm a toot 76 percent of the audience gave it a toot 24 percent gave it a boot 24 um, i know right uh, my burning question for kine is she is the social media queen of the season will that be a disadvantage in the race yes it could be. I've seen her perform and thought that she was absolutely phenomenal, but I find that even if you are a good performer, if you're also a social media queen, sometimes people just have unrealistic expectations of you because they just fucking want to. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I could definitely see through no fault of her own a f- failure to quote unquote meet expectations simply because people are like, yeah, but you have a gazillion and a half followers. You can do that. I mean, even if she is doing better, you know? Right, and that's exactly. the pressure. Like, one girl has to say that, and then your your brain is out of it, and you lose. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, Poppy and I know Britta very well. We, Britta's brilliant, but that mm-hmm. pressure got to her, and it showed. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was not the true Britta we know. That was TV show. Not all the time, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited by Kine. Um, I hope, again, I hope she does well. Yeah, Me sure. too. All right, next. 24, current home, New York City. It's Lemon. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, fun facts that I found on the wiki. Uh, Lemon was a roommate of season 12's Jan Sport. 
Um, she was featured as a model for Sasha Valore's Fashion Week collaboration. Um, she is a professional contemporary ballet dancer and was on the Canadian national tap team. Um, she has been doing drag as Lemon for one year before being cast on Canada's Drag Race. Poppy, I leave it to you. What do you want to say about Lemon? We love her, right? <laughs> uh, well, me and Lemon's careers, like, are weirdly, like, linked to each other. Because, like, yes, they are. when she basically started was when we competed at Lady Liberty and we were in the top two together and she kicked my ass in the lip sync, rightfully so. Because I was awful. But, like, for some reason, we've just, like, always been linked. And, like, I, I don't know. I just, like, always see, saw her as getting on a Drag Race installment. And when, like, Drag Race Canada, she wasn't even going to audition. And I was like, if you don't audition, you are the biggest idiot I've ever met in my entire life. Which is still true. <laughs> even though she auditioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I saw her audition tape. Like, I saw, like, everything. And they those girls had two weeks to put like their whole shit together like they had no time at all to put like their package together it was unbelievable what they did and like what i saw it was amazing like i was like if you don't get cast there's something wrong quit this is a conspiracy i wish i knew more about lemon's one of those people where like we have i ran by her once in a club and she went oh you're so pretty and i went oh my god you're so pretty and like then we never kind of saw each other again so I've never gotten to see her perform, but she's like chit chatted to me online before and been like just the sweetest thing ever. So it like infuriates me that like I don't, I that I didn't get to see her before Drag Race because then I there I you know I just like I love seeing people so I can like see their transformation and like what they do with it and I it, it feels like it's such a missed opportunity because she's so fucking cute and seems so incredibly talented. So I'm like I'm like oh, I got to I got to do better to see every drag queen in the world now because look. <laughs> Because I miss Lemon. Like, so I'm really excited to see what she does on the show because I like missed about to see her beforehand. I mean, it thrills me. Yeah, she, she's quite talented. I mean, she's obviously made the rounds and exploded on the New York scene. Um, um, obviously, has a lot of connections to the drag race uh, proper um, with being friends with so many people. Um, what's going to be interesting for me is her performance because Poppy is, well, Poppy. Uh, Lemon is very much, um, I know, uh, <laughs> Lemon is um, a very much a persona when she performs. There, yes. She has this very unaffected way of performing that if you don't know that's what her persona is, you think she doesn't give a shit and she's not trying. Oh, but, no. But like, yes, her backup dancers can be kicking their face and she'll do like maybe a half a kick, half ass, but that's the Lemon persona because oh, she can do hilarious. it. So I'm really interested to see how her form of camp is put on on Drag Race and if if it will translate. You know, I'm excited to see. Okay, sorry, keep going. I was gonna say, I wonder if she would. She's obviously got trained dance skill. Like, I wonder if she would like if it didn't translate. If she would like drop it and suddenly just like dance the fucking house down and and right. Oh, absolutely. Her dance skills are incredible. She's an amazing dancer, but she's also really. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I want to see um, um, a ballet dance-off between her and Brooklyn. A pot right. of dough, perhaps? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, she, she's very fun. Um, she's got a very specific personality, and I, I, I really am intrigued to see how it's going to be on TV. Well, let's talk about this look. I mean, it's regal, and it marries her signature yellow without being... I mean, she this looks, is, it's her she brand. She looks like an adorable she, she brand. little piece of lemon meringue pie. Yeah. 
obsessed. Um, I will say that uh, it is usually a curse to wear a crown in a promo look. Well, then <laughs> all of these girls are going home. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, to put a crown on your head like that is apparently a curse. I learned that when I did my last photo shoot for Drag Race Star, and then the girls would put it on. I was like, why? And they're like, Ooh, whatever. But I think <laughs> this look is very much her, and it. it I love it. It's I think deconstructed, it looks, but, it's, but it's sexy. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say is that it looks deconstructed because it's like the hoop skirt, but it's only the frame with nothing covering it, but it doesn't look unfinished at the same time. Yeah. And I really love, I could, couldn't tell you why. Maybe it's a fashion thing. Maybe it's referential. I have no idea. I, for no reason, I'm obsessed with the fact that like the poofy arm sleeves are like not attached to anything else, but they still go with the outfit. Yeah. I don't so. know why I'm obsessed with that, but I am. So. And I usually think, like, I always associate her with, like, neon colors, like, really bright, bright, like, mm-hmm. yellow, orange, mm-hmm. whatever. And this is really nice, different, like, champagne, nudish yeah. kind of almost yeah. tone. She really, really just looks like a piece that. of lemon meringue pie. Exactly. I In love a great it. way. Yeah. I when I first think... saw it, I was like, ooh, she looks professional. Yeah, really well put together. I also think one of the things tying it together is she's done a really good job with the hair choice in that for two reasons. One, it's almost a bit of a random color because you'd think (laughs) she would go with like the yellow hair and make a bold statement choice or go with like a white blonde that kind of looks. And it's this sort of like ashy blonde, light brown that doesn't, that I wouldn't, if you set them together on the bed and said, does this suit? I would have said no. But now that she's got them on, I'm like, oh my God, that looks fucking perfect. Like, and at the same time, like, I think there's a lot to be said for a queen who can choose a hair that like really frames her like face shape and dimensions. And I don't know what it is about, like, it just, I don't know. I really just like, I did it just think she made like a really good choice. Like it suits her face and it suits the outfit and it like, it just ties it all together, even though it kind of stands out at the same time, yeah. even though it's, it's like a very subtle color. Oh, I completely agree. If yeah. she stands out because she looks not normal, but like she looks more like, it's very she like, looks different from everybody else. Yeah. But at, like, I don't know. You, you, it's like you a subtle pop color. somehow. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. it, it's nice to see her wearing uh, something a little more styled in the hair. Usually it's that, it's very <laughs> yes. straight and very, really? yeah, it's very fashion. So it's really nice to see her rock yeah. something so nice like this because it's still very modern and, and real but it's still it's, it's drag yeah it's got the I drag like element it. to it my burning yeah. question yeah well toot for me um poppy you, you got a toot too uh what's like below a boot like what <laughs> <laughs> poop <laughs> yeah like what a poop <laughs> um 85 oh percent of the audience gave it a toot 15 percent gave it a boot uh, my burning question is, New York City has proven to have a giant talent pool. Will Lemon continue the New York City domination on Drag Race? I think so. I think her New York um, sensibilities will help her in the competition. Mm-hmm. Because I'm interested that's, to, to be like, so polite. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. I'm interested to see. So I've done all this talking, talking, talking about Toronto Marathon Drag, Marathon Drag, Marathon Drag. One of the places that kind of creeps into that same venue is New York because they put on like full one woman cabarets with multiple numbers and it's not necessarily the same format and won't necessarily get up to 19 and 21 numbers in a show but like they're not far off you have to have stamina and endurance to like be a New York queen running your show especially with a lot of them live saying so um I'm interested to see how like her experiences a as a trained dancer b in the New York scene and the New York's version of 
work, 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 grind yourself into the yeah. bone, basically, yeah. is going to translate up against queens like the ones from Toronto who are notorious workhorses. So I wonder, right. like, I wonder if, like, it'll really, like, mesh and they'll all, like, really work well together or if they're going to be, like, a total clash of personality and be like, no, I'm the leader, no, I'm the leader, no, I'm the leader. <laughs> see what yeah, that, that is. It's going to be really interesting as well to see how she fits in with the rest of the cast because she is an outsider in a way. Yeah. She's the and, opposite and, of Brooklyn Heights. Exactly. And as Michael said, she has a very specific persona that she puts on, that she puts on literally all the time. Like a persona that's like, that's basically kind of her. It's like an exaggerated version of her. It's like a yeah. like mean girl-esque sort of thing. And I feel like Canada is so not that. And it's, it's her- Sometimes. Sp- Sometimes. But I feel like <laughs> persona is very New York, very American. So I'm going to, I'm very interested to see how the other girls perceive her and right. perceive how she views herself because that is going to be interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of obsessed with that. I hope they don't yeah. villainize her, but at the same time, I, I'm interested to see it. I kind of hope they do. <laughs> and, I mean, do you, do you think she'll get the Brita edit where she says New York, New York, New York every five seconds? I hope not. But I do think that she's going to have that like, stank on her where you know where like New York girls sort of have to think that they're the best drag queen on the face of the planet like they're God's gift to drag Mm -hmm. I think they're gonna have to (laughs) to to sift through that I almost hope they do give her the New York New York New York thing because I think there's one or two Toronto girls who you're gonna get a lot of Toronto 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 because it's our New York right like Mm -hmm. well but it's gonna sound Toronto 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 like I think so those might like kind of play off each other a little bit so I, I, it, it'll be almost like the the battle of like the queen of the world yes <laughs> like, that's I'm interested to see that well maybe <laughs> our next queen will be our Toronto 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 28 years old from Toronto it's Priyanka yes I I'm love so her. her oh she is oh I love it um she had been doing drag for two years before being cast uh, Priyanka was a host on YTV's The Zone and the Canadian teen singing competition, The Next Star. Um, she is the second drag queen of Indian descent to compete on Drag Race following Jeannie on Drag Race Thailand. Um, she, her name is for the people and wants to be something her culture can aspire to. I'm excited by her. I'm obsessed with Priyanka. I, I love her so much. I, I love her drag. I love her. She's so fucking weird. She's she so it. weird. Her person, she's so, and I mean that with all of the love in my whole chest <laughs> and as nothing but positive, con- like, commentary. She's so fucking weird. Some of the stuff so she says, too. I'm just like, Priyanka, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> oh, she's stunning. Um, when she, the first time I ever had the absolute genuine privilege of encountering and witnessing the force that is Priyanka, um, was, there's a bar in, so, Toronto's Village has two main bars right across the road from each other. And you, if you go out in Toronto, your night is basically running back and forth between these two main bars. And there's two, a couple other bars on the side, but you go from Cruise and Tango's to Woody's. And those are the bars. Uh, Cruise and Tango's every year, except for this year because Hello Corona, um, has Cruise and Tango's Drag Race, and it's a big competition. And Priyanka was in it. She also did a couple of their other competitions, so she's, like, really done a lot in her mere two years. But, um... When she was in Cruise and Tango's Drag Race, I had no idea that, again, I spent a lot of time in the UK, (laughs) so I had no idea that she'd been on TV. And when she showed up, like, every single week, um, there was such, she resonates so hard with people that, like, she had so many friends, 
people who had watched her as like preteens and like grown up watching her on TV, like queer people who like had seen her do other things and now suddenly she was in drag. So they're going to like reconnect with who she is. And like, there were so many overwhelming numbers of people coming out specifically for Priyanka that one of the nights that I was there, um, they, people made so much overwhelming noise for Priyanka that like the windows were shaking and the judges had to hand Priyanka the mic so that she could politely request that her supporters calm the fuck down. Wow. (laughs) Because people were, it was like taking over the competition and like interrupting like the proceedings because every time Priyanka so much as like moved her head, they'd all start screaming again. People would be like, oh Jesus fucking Christ, we get it. You love Priyanka. And she was like, I didn't do it. I don't know, I'm sorry. And they had to literally like, temper the support because people love Priyanka so much and for very good reason I love her and I think it was her extra interview that she said she was excited for Drag Race because she can finally now marry her Mark persona with her Priyanka persona yeah for sure because on TV she was two different people and now she gets to marry the two Mm -hmm. um so it sounds like she's got a lot of followers and I mean we'll, we'll talk about the Instagram account later but um I I'm very excited about her I mean she's very relatable she knows how to use a camera but she's very extra. She's a little, she's, she's oh. a little cuckoo. She's nuts. She's I mean, so she weird. will definitely be a talking head. She will be getting those confessionals every possibility. You um, know how every year there's one queen that people just give the shit out of? Yeah. She's going to be the quotable, gifable queen for sure. This is, well, this she's going to be one of the two, but we'll get there. She, she's going to be Heidi. Yes. Yeah, but like less, like Heidi's still like dorky and kind of naively yeah. funny. Priyanka is... She's a fucking weirdo, but she's also, like, a little bit of a marketing genius. And she's very, like, positively skilled in being a bit of a diplomat. Mm -hmm. Like, she's very, like, can take a criticism and go, thank you. And then, like, move on and apply it, but, like, not fixate on it or hold it against you. Like, we, like, she's just very good at, like, navigating... She's got all. She's got a really good toolbox for drag race. Like she's very good at navigating spaces like that. And I can't. I couldn't picture her. Like I could picture her having emotions, but not like losing her head or blowing her stack yeah. or like. But at the same time, she's so fucking weird that it's like not contrived, and she's not going to be this like personalityless professional. So she's a really good combination. She's like really well, obviously fantastic for TV. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the sentence look. I. I love it. Yeah, I I love it. Poppy, go. What, what, what is it about that about it that you love? I think with the blue and the white, it's just very... She looks like Kira from Avatar. Or what? Not Kira. What's her name? I don't watch Avatar. <laughs> uh, what's... You know We're what I'm talking about. Like, the main character... Anyways, she ha- she wears these, like, this white and blue, and she has um, sort of um, Priyanka's, like, skin tone, and it just looks so pretty to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just think that it just looks gorgeous on on her skin tone and she just pops for all of the right reasons. Like when I saw the whole thing, I was like, Oh, I see Priyanka. And I, I saw lemon. I saw Priyanka and I saw, um, unfortunately I saw, um, Boa. um Boa. Yeah, Boa. <laughs> Those were like the ones that like stuck out to me the most. Yeah. I, this is like, it was a color pop inclusion that doesn't, you know how when people are trying to make an outfit that obviously has like a base color and it's supposed to be a little subtle and then they put in a color pop that's completely fucking distracting and you're like, why did you do that? This yes. is not that. This is yeah. vehemently not that. This is how I think that you do it right. And I also really appreciate it because um, 
Priyanka's definitely not one of the people to like, you know, when someone gets like a shtick and like maybe it's part of their identity or maybe it's just like something that they really like or are good at and that becomes like their one singular thing and they use it and use it and use it and use it and use it. Priyanka does not do that with her culture, but she still includes it in a way that's really admirable and really effective and impactful and she can Mm -hmm. talk about um, that intersection really well. So for me, seeing her come on and be in this like glamorous look that's a little bit unique, but that still has like hints of, I think it was like a deconstructed cultural garment of some kind. I can't remember precisely what the garment was, but she had pictures of them like taking the appliques off and like turning it into a new drag garment to kind of marry the two things. And I think that's, I'm obsessed with that. Also it's pants, what? Right, I love that too. (laughs) So the look is by Matthew Jusin. The hair is by Wig Zaddy. The icicle shoes and shoulders are by Fairy Fire Forge. Um, This was an absolute toot for me. I love it. Um, 91% of the audience gave it a toot. 9% gave it a boot. Um, My burning question for Priyanka is, Priyanka has natural charisma, uniqueness, and nerve. Will her talent take her to the top? I think so. I think so too. I think she has full, like, uh, uh, there's a couple girls that I think have the full capability right now, like just seeing like their promo and just knowing who mm-hmm. they are beforehand, have the capability of going all the way, if not yeah. winning. And I think Priyanka could absolutely win. She's a star. Priyanka's mm-hmm. the perfect example for me of a performer who is not a Lemon or Brooklyn Heights and does not have, as far as I know, unless I'm wrong, like years of formal like ballet training or something, or like da- super crazy dance training as a professional like touring dancer and yet still manages to incorporate dance and choreo into her uh numbers in a way that like I really appreciate and really like even though I don't know she just does a very good job with it she's I find her a very good and entertaining performer yeah Yeah, I think she's she's got a really good toolbox for drag race yeah going into it well next we're going to Montreal Quebec to talk about 32-year-old Rita Vega. Rita Vega. Um, she's a thinker. She thinks before she acts. She's hosted many drag competitions, but this is the first time she's competing. Um, the accent is going to be my favorite thing all season because <laughs> it's like Celine Dion. Um, she's been doing drag for 13 years, and she cares very much about body positivity. I'm still, though, confused by her because she this promo look is... Whoa! <laughs> It's so completely different from everybody else. Yeah. This is like super villain. This is another one where I was like, I think that if I saw this look in a different context or on its own, I'd be completely obsessed with it. But now that they've edited her, especially because they definitely took the girls whose outfits look a little different and just went like- I mean, Rita is in the middle. She is right in the middle. Yeah, like they spaced them out. I love the colors. Yeah. But it makes- little to no sense in this context. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm obsessed we, with it. Like earlier, we were conjecturing what the prompt was, what the prompt was. Unless, like the only thing I can see is like Regal Queen for this, but like it's still... What? Yeah. That's a stretch. Or, they must <laughs> yeah. have said Queen of the North and some people took Queen and some people took North. Yeah. Like I mean, is, in their personal inspiration. Is there something um, Montreal or Quebec about this look? Is there something French-Canadian... Not that I, I explicitly know. see. I'll admit that my knowledge of Quebec, deep, deep Quebec French history is not the best <laughs> nor as good as it should be, but it's decent enough that like, I don't know, I don't really see. Listen, if she, if she just came out as like a plate of poutine, that would have been it. Oh my gosh. She would have won. 
Scrap the whole competition. <laughs> yeah. Could, wait, could winner. you imagine if there's a poutine runway? Oh my god. I bet there'll be a challenge. You know, like where they had to make the pancake? Yeah. Make poutine. <laughs> I am getting the sense from like the stuff that's rolled out so far. Like I, I feel like it's just going to be riddled with Canadianism. I'm here like for I feel it. like oh. it's just gonna be like Canadian puns. Like because you know that like even on the classic version, like RuPaul's Drag Race loves a fucking pun. Oh fully. And there are so many easy Canadian puns or like self jabs or like jokes you can make. I feel like we are just in for like Canadian Canadian Canadiana after Canadiana after Canadiana. Um back to Rita. Um this the one thing I will say about this outfit though is like this is like quintessential Rita Vega though, okay. which is why I think it's kind of a shame that like they plunked her in the middle of like all this like queenly frosty white and now it doesn't make any more sense because I actually think that this is a good similarly to what t- I said about Alona like this is a decent representation of like something you would see from Rita Vega out in the wild like the colors, the deep, rich, bright colors, colored hair, very styled, very shapely, like, very grand. Like, that's what I'm used to seeing from yeah. Rita. So, like, that makes me love the outfit <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as an entity. In context, I'm not so sure. But, um, yeah, Rita yeah, she, is fantastic. Yeah, she, kind of, she looks like she would be um, the Disney villain. Oh my god, completely. Yes. Completely. And Juicebox I can also... is the princess. Yeah, Juicebox is the princess. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Can we cast an entire film? Yeah. Right here well, right Ju- now? Juicebox is the princess who has to be um, like Mulan and has to be a little more um, be a man. Oh my god. Like... <laughs> yeah, she, she suddenly just lifts an entire wagon <laughs> over her head for yeah. no reason. Um, For those who don't so, know, Juicebox does CrossFit. So. Really? I mean, again, her, look at her out of drag. I mean, look oh, at yeah. her out of drag. Come on. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this look was fun. It is designed by Rita and Mr. Bear. Um, the audience was 75% toot, 25% boot. I would have given it a toot just because it is a well-put-together garment. Yeah, I'm going to toot it, even though, I, again, contextually it makes no sense, but I still love it. If it was different colors, I think it would probably be my favorite garment out of all the girls. Mm-hmm. because it's just that pretty i like i love yeah. like mermaids so i just like i just like it in general but yeah. that being said the colors it's no it's, <laughs> a, it's, unique, it's a unique color combo it is a very unique color combo maybe it's some like a quebec reference that like none of us are getting and like maybe one day we will learn but for it's a right color combo now, i've seen her wear before yeah i mean when you talk about um regal colors purple and gold are two very regal colors but mm-hmm. you never really see them together but that's like it's piss yellow and, like, eggplant <laughs> <laughs> like that's not like and i'm not getting regal yeah. <laughs> as a performer the videos that i did watch she has this very strong confidence on stage like mm-hmm. she commands she doesn't have to go all out like the dancers behind her does but she is there she is the star and you watch her oh yeah rita puts on a production yeah rita makes well, sure that she she can go all out but she does not have to because she curated this whole goddamn thing and you're gonna look yeah. at that <laughs> but you're also going to look at her yeah <laughs> I mean, my burning question is, as a veteran on the scene, can she go from host to champion? I think so. I think so, too. One time we saw her do a number where um, she was on, like, a 12-foot crane. Or I don't really know what it was. It was, like, a a mechanical, like, platform. And she started at the top. And 
here to, to say the expectations that people have of Rita and the kinds of production she puts on, my ex, I was worried she was going to jump from the top of the, the crane. <laughs> and in the drag cover video, you can literally hear me going, what is she doing? What is she, why is she, what is she doing? This isn't safe. Like, because I was convinced she was, and then the, the thing lowered and it was very regal and she was very commanding and it lowered down and she stepped calmly off the train. But I was like, it's Rita Baga. She's going to jump. She's going to fly. Like, yeah. So that's the kind of, like, presence she commands and the kind of, like, st- she, like, pulls a stunt, but she doesn't really have to pull a stunt because she's already commanded your attention. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how she um, interacts also with some of the younger queens. Mm-hmm. Because she definitely reads much older. I can't believe that, like, queens that are reading older are, like, my age now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Me too. yeah, how will she handle the babies on cast? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Rita Vega, I'm excited to see what you got. Moving on, we're almost at the end. But before, we got Scarlet Bobo, from, originally from Ottawa, uh, current city Toronto. Um, she has been doing drag for 12 years before Canada's Drag Race. She went to circus school um, because she was inspired by seeing pink. Her favorite color is, shockingly, red. <laughs> um, she calls herself an empath. Um, so like me, you can expect a lot of crying. Um, <laughs> oh, Yes. I am obsessed with her. I, again, I have to slap my immediate bias down on the table. Scarlett's one of my best friends and I could gush for 17 days. She's fun. She also is actually in Vancouver now. She just moved. Oh, she just moved. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the wiki got to fix that. They got, you got to update it. They're lagging. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, before we move into Scarlett on that, is there like a New York to LA type thing with, Toronto and Vancouver, or is it so different? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, kind of, on a, like, a smaller scale. I, everything we do is kind of on a smaller scale, yeah. I guess. Well, because it's, um, like, I mean, it's interesting in a way, because, like, the New York Queens who moved to L.A., it's because production is in L.A. Yeah. This is productions in Toronto, so why move away from Toronto? But The city itself, probably, honestly. Toronto is a fucking exhausting city, and I was there for one years ago. Haven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah last time i was in canada was 20 years ago yeah i think for scarlet honestly she'd been there a long time and gotcha. she just like yeah and vancouver's a beautiful city with like another thriving scene and i think i definitely see a lot of queens like i mean she'll always be kind of part of the toronto scene and and but she kind of went in started with nothing did a whole fuck ton with it kind of hit the top and then you can always work to improve within a scene and you're never too good for a scene. But I think she'd been there long enough and done so many things that she probably ticked off all her goal boxes that she immediately saw in Toronto and was like, oh, fuck, now what? And then now what was, well, why don't I go to explore a new place? And yeah. she's also traveled really extensively. So um, she had friends out there and, you know, I'm sure she'll be back all kinds of ways <laughs> yes, scarlet was when they first like leaked the cast she was the first person i followed i because there was something just about her that i was like this is kind of the new wave of drag yeah she mm-hmm. eats fire it's fucking Love terrifying it. eats fire That's incredible. one time i saw her do a number on a teeny tiny stage you know at a bar where they're like five people because of the bar not the queen and she was on rollerblades like just eating fire and I was standing with her mother is a wonderful supportive woman who is literally a mother to everyone in the scene Scarlett does not even live there anymore and Angel is still out there supporting people her name is literally Angel 
because she's an angel. So like, that's the Bobo family. Her whole family is just like that. And I just stood next to Angel being like, your child was a psychopath. She's going to die. And Angel was like, I'm used to it. <laughs> because <laughs> Scarlet is just this, she's this bouncing ball of energy. And she talks at four gazillion miles a minute. Not that I would know anything about that. And she just, <laughs> she's constantly plotting something and scheming something. And what if we did this? And, you know, I saw this and I didn't really like it. So, like, instead of just, like, whining about it, let's whine about it a little bit. But then what if we did something about it? And, like, what if we ran around? Like, like she produces things and she runs things and she's, you know, got Bobo and Friends Productions Company and she's kind of sometimes eating fire, but then she's burst out into tears. But then in the time it took her to burst into tears, she's also plotted an entire tour for something. And, and like, that's how Empire's Ball was born. Like, Scarlet is just, like, an Energizer bunny that's just, like, go, 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 go. Sounds like a Sasha Velour. If Sasha Valore was like even more of a circus freak than she already is, <laughs> like that's Scarlet Bobo. Yeah, there are very, I can see some similarities. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this look. Poppy, you want to start? About the look? Yeah. Um, she, I hate to compare other girls, but she kind of looks like if Aja from season nine and Thorgy like had a baby and we're like, girl, we need to come up with a promo. Like that's kind of the tea she's giving okay, me. Okay. <laughs> If that makes sense, like it's very like. I mean, it is clown, and it's yeah, it's very clown, edgy clown. Like, it's fashion clown, you yeah. know. Okay, I I like, like the hair choice with the gown, it just like it, the whole thing. When I just saw it together, I was like, oh, absolutely, I, I'm buying what she's selling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm obsessed with this. I also love that. She's got that like sort of Elizabethan collar mm-hmm. that's very queenly and very regal, but at the same time, like she does look like a little bit of a little glamour clown. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the same time, she's got this, like the hair. I also love anytime and like, again, personal bias, but like Scarlett's another like marathon queen. Like she's the queen I was talking about when I said I walked in and this queen did 21 numbers in half an hour. And like, um, it was her and like, she just can go, 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 go. And she death drops and she dances and she splits and she, you know. So anytime, you know, to do that job on a regular Tuesday, cause she'll also bounce to, you know, four different shows in the space of a night, which is very Toronto. I don't often get to see her in like something that I know she has like gotten the chance to like put in the thought and the conceptualization and the details and plan the look down from like the tippy tips of her toes to the roots of her hair. So anytime I get to see Scarlett in something that like I know she planned and she had a hand in designing and she got to like put it the fuck together, I'm always so impressed because it thrills me that these queens who like don't get to do that as often can still do it. So she came out in this gown and not just like, you know, the purple bob wig that she wore for so long and like her like favorite go-go boots. And she came out in this and I was like, oh, fuck me up. Like, yes, thank you. Like, <laughs> I'm just, because she can do both so well. So I was just obsessed that other people got to see it. I love it. So this look, we're going to give some shout outs. The hair is by Calypso Cosmic, nails by Justin Capaletti, and the cuffs by... Mila Angelova. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I'm tooting it. Toot. Yeah, total toot. 72% of the audience gave it a toot. 28% gave it a boot. 20% have bad taste. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, the burning question I have for her is she's quirky and fun, but is she the face of the franchise? I think she could be. You think? <laughs> Maybe I just like her. I, <laughs> I love her. Because <laughs> like, I, what, like, I'm obsessed with the uh, the um, circus stuff. I mean, we rarely get to see tricks on, in a lip sync. Like we saw Crystal do the um, the cuff and the um, 
um, yeah, the, the song, grinder, yeah. the grinder um, on uh, UK. And that was like, whoa, do you think, I mean, I'm sure they, she asked if she can bring her fire tricks. Do you think they'll let her do it? I actually don't. I don't think that they will because I know that in the past, um, other, granted I'm thinking in the States, but other queens have tried to bring fire-based tricks for certain things and they were told that they were not allowed because it was a hazard. I mean, so Britta I did fire. Did she? <laughs> yes, she did. The I'm not, I only watched part of season 12 and oh, I'm really okay. behind because I'm a really bad person. Um, <laughs> but, well, I wonder if that was because it was like flash paper. Maybe, so it was maybe. quick. I don't know. Possibly. I wish they would because she can do so much. She can also do silk aerials. Well, maybe um, there'll be a challenge wow. you can incorporate it. Here's my other thing about Scarlett, though, is that, like, she can do all of these things, but if you watch her perform, like, she doesn't have to. Right. She could put down every trick in the book and be told, like, you can only use your body and you're not even allowed to wear shoes. Yeah. And she could, like, just... She's very sexy. Well, and she's got great rhythm, even though, again, like, to my knowledge, it's not like she's a trained ballerina. Like, she's got a little bit of, she's got dance training. She's definitely done, like, contemporary, but it's not like she's a touring professional dancer. So, like, anytime a queen has, like, can take what little dance training she has and can make it into, like, you're a dancing queen, that really impresses me. And she's very, very, very that. So they could even say you're also not allowed to do a somersault, a dip, or a high kick, and she would still be like, all right, I've got this. Like, she's very talented totally she just needs to she's she cries a lot (laughs) i relate i I relate to that yes right like that's literally (laughs) part of the reason that we are friends but oh she's a fellow crying bitch like she cries a lot she's gonna cry through i can just i haven't even talked to her about it and i know she is gonna (laughs) cry through the whole goddamn i'm here for it i am here for it and we are ending with someone they called the legend of canada um, Tainomi Banks, who is 38, um, originally from Pickering, Ontario, current city Toronto, Ontario. Fuck yeah. I, I have one word to say, winner. Yeah. <laughs> right? It. I'm so... Uh, Tainomi might be... Well, okay, listen. Tainomi might be the, the person that I am most excited for the rest of the world to see. Mm-hmm. Because she is such a Canadian gem. Having said that, if you were, like, previously to Canada's Drag Race, if you were to say who do you know from Canada drag? It would be like, if you take us out, cause we run around all over the place and we don't only perform sometimes and like, we don't really count, but Brooklyn Heights and Tainomi Banks, mm-hmm. 100% would be even before Brooklyn was on drag race. Like they were, she's very much on like Brooklyn's wavelength where like she already had a career and she already travels. She does shows in Puerto Vallarta. Like Tainomi Banks is like a legendary force. Yeah. And I feel like I could scream about her for the next three days. Like she is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, and like in that trailer, the girls knew she, who she was walking in and, and they seemed threatened already. Um, oh. As they should. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's very much like kind of how Davina was with UK where everyone knew who yes. she was because she's been on the scene and we know she felt a little short. What did she deserve to lose? I don't think so. That's me personally <laughs> being a Davina DeCampo absolute stan. Um, Justifiedly so. Vivian um but team Vivian no <laughs> never um I don't d- d- can will her threat level be a downfall and will people be gunning for her to make her out to be a loser I think people will definitely be holding her to higher standards because she is a legend like she is just 
out of all of the cast, like she, I think is the most well-known. Mm-hmm. Like just like, I, if I think of Canadian drag queen, I think of Tainomi. Like even before I thought of like Brooklyn, like Tainomi, I just knew of Tainomi for a really, really long time. So yeah. I think there's just gonna be expectations from the jump, from everybody, like all the judges, I think everybody. That being said, I am disappointed in her, in this look, this promo look, because it does not scream like, front runner to me at all I was like kind of let down because I was so excited for her and I was like mm, it's not my fave in the yeah. whole world I do love the I love the head up but the dress I'm not obsessed about black and blue usually a shame on you the colors are very close together so it's I don't love that um but if, again if we're saying that like the um prompt was queen this is a very strong interpretation of a queen Oh, yeah, totally. it's an it's another look that I like. I when I saw the look on its own, I was like, I'm obsessed. And then I saw it in the picture, and I was like, okay, I'm less obsessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I completely agree with you that like from the neck up is perfection, and I wouldn't touch it. Um, the dress, like for again for the picture, I wish that I I don't even mind the shape of the dress and the dress itself, its construction, mm-hmm. its its like you know structured nature. For the picture, I wish I could change the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but there even was something else to it, like a print or something. It's just like plain yeah. black. It just looks like a scuba material. It just looks mm-hmm. like, oh, great. And I think on its own, it looks really stately and really strong and really like simple, elegant, but with some unique structuring. Mm-hmm. But even so, like even if we were to you know play paper doll and put something else on her completely, I would I want that like hair and crown combination to stay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm obsessed with yeah. that. It's, it's a very matronly look. It does, I, I've seen shapes that I preferred on her body before. Yeah. Um, I would still give it a toot because it does stand out positively for me, but it's I'm, just I'm on that line. Yeah, I'm still I give her a toot just because I'm obsessed with her. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. She... <laughs> the audience was 64% toot, 36% boot. Yeah, the that audience is, wasn't uh, really feeling unjust. that. Yeah. Unjust. They will learn. They will. they will. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, like her and Brooklyn were very much at the same level. How will the how will the judging affect Tainomi from Brooklyn? Do you think it will? No, I don't think so. Brooklyn is such a professional, and so also such a intense over analytical thinker that, like, at no point she is switched on, cognizant, smart, like she will be checking herself at every single second on repeating, resetting rotation. So at no point am I worried about, she's one of the few people that I think can really occupy that like conflicted position where she does know these girls and is friends with some of them, but can still, hell, she gives me critical analytical feedback half the time and she's not, she never judged me for anything. I'm just like, I'm just her friend. So like, she's just very good at that, but she's good at delivering it with, like, I also don't expect her to overcorrect and be, like, nasty to Tainomi because she knows her and, like, yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like, I think she yeah. she is the perfect choice to, like, keep it in line, keep it in check, and do a really good job Because we've really it. never seen Rue critique a colleague before. We have, actually. They just don't often talk about it. Who? Um, Who? Raven and Raven and Raja. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> um, but, I, like, I'm talking about, like, a bunny level or... Yeah. Um, uh, Jackie B. No, I think it's going to be. My only thing is that I hope that 
the storyboarding of the show's editing and the audience doesn't hold Tainomi to, again, and a, mm -hmm. like we talked about before, a completely unreasonable standard yeah. because there's only so much a human person can do. <laughs> yeah. And she's so phenomenal. She's also one of those personalities that, um, that I really value and I really always feel good when I see other people valuing it because Tainomi's not a comedian. She is not a comedy queen. Comedy is not she's an inherent part drag. of her drag, but she's so fucking funny. I don't know what to do with myself. And she's not even trying to be. It's just every single word. She's, when I said, oh, she'll be the top, uh, Priyanka will be the top quoted queen. And then I said, wait, actually, let me pause myself on that because Tainomi exists. <laughs> so every singular little tiny thing that comes out of Tainomi's mouth is on, and this is on top of the fact that she can do every facet of drag and she's a trained dancer and choreographer and she's a phenomenal performer. Everything she says is funny. She will be trying to be completely serious with you and not joking in any capacity. And I'm like gonna wet myself because I'm laughing so hard because she just, the first time I met her, I walked into a show and there's this big fan, this blowing air fan in the corner of the stage at Cruise and Tango's. And she had just finished a twirl and it was hot and she caught the air just right and the bang of her wig started like floating slowly in music video style in the air. And she's never seen me before in her life. We've, we'd never met, I had no idea who she was. We locked eyes and she went, look at this bang, <laughs> look at her. She is living, <laughs> living. And just, and, it, and like, that's all she said. And I was like, who is this person I have found the platonic love of my life because this <laughs> it, what is what am I witnessing and that's all she had to say like we saw her not so long ago and some guy came up we were on this like balcony patio that like you can see out onto the sidewalk and there's always drunk people out there because it's a whole strip of bars this guy comes up to her and says it calls her by a different drag queen's name first of all rude um and goes oh you know that hair's fine but I wouldn't put it on you and I <laughs> mid-sentence to us she looks him dead in the eyes, very calm and slow, because she's always composed, always. Minds her own, professional, composed. And she looks him dead in the eyes and just very quietly goes, you are not allowed to speak to me. And he, <laughs> I shit you not, went, put his head down like he had been ashamed and he went, okay, and he walked away. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, the power you command in a single look and sentence. And I used that sentence the next time Jamie and I were street harassed in New York City, which was actually the last time I saw you, Michael. And the person left us alone immediately. Good. And I was like, the power of Tainomi Banks. She went, you are not allowed to speak to me. And I was like, this is the most Tainomi thing I've ever seen. Like there we that, go. I love it. She just commands power and presence. She's never involved in drama. She keeps to her own but she's connected with everybody like oh i could i could go on for days days i'm excited i mean this cast is really really something it's it, it yeah. seems like it's brought a really diverse group of entertainers together for a very good first season and mm -hmm. i hope that the production of it is not like season one of drag race proper and more like drag race uk where we got something really, really special. It was different, yeah. but it was its own beast, but it was still Drag Race. Yeah, like has all the classic elements, but like does these girls justice specifically. Yeah. Doesn't just try to jam them into an American framework that's like not gonna work here yet. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I like to look at the Instagram count before the season starts. Um, and so these are the Instagram followers from I think the over the weekend. Do you want to predict who you think who has the highest um, Instagram following? 
kind. I was, I would have said someone differently, but in what happens recently with her like political videos, I'm going to agree that I think it might be kind. All right. So we're going to start from the bottom and go up. Um, at 5,727 followers, Anastasia. We got to get her. We got to help her. Um, Jimbo at 8,388. Kiara, 10.4 thousand. Boa, 10.9 thousand. Scarlet Bobo, 19.5 thousand. Juicebox, 20K. Lemon, 20.3 thousand. Elona, 20.7 thousand. Priyanka, 22.2 thousand. Rita Vega, 24.1 thousand. At 31.4 thousand, Tainomi Banks with Kine at 55.1 thousand. Yeah, that makes no, sense. Not bad, the, right? The top three makes total sense to me. Yeah. Do you think more followers? Yeah. Some, well, I mean, the two under 10K, I'm absolutely, utterly shocked. Oh, I'm absolutely, shocked. asinine. People are going to have to do better. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, again, I, the timing is a little weird because, you know, pandemic right. and who's paying attention and are people dragged out right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I hope Canada's Drag Race does get its. Um, footing and people do pay attention to it because it looks really cool i think it's going to be a bit of a breath of fresh air not because i again obviously i run an entire blog where like i follow these drag queens around but like so obviously there's a special place in my heart for american drag race but i think that simply because we literally had 12 then celebrity then all stars am i missing Mm -hmm. something in there was there something you got it all okay um i think that canada like, really, people don't have a whole lot to do but sit around and watch drag shows. So, like, I'm not, I, I don't really think we're being, like, when people are like, oh, it's oversaturation. Like, no, kind of fuck off. What else are you doing? Nothing. Um, but, like, I think it'll be just different enough and just a new enough talent group that, like, people, it'll be a little more unfamiliar. So it might have, like, an extra element of being, like, a little more exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, like... <sighs> Canadian drag is so good. They're gonna, I just, more people should know it anyways. So I also, yeah, I don't know. I would also just like physically fight anybody who was like, I'm not gonna watch because there's oversaturation because like, no, you are going to give Canada its moment because I fucking said so. I'm here for it. It's Um, so good. uh, So because usually how we've done it recently in the past is we've gone in order from worst to first where I have my panelists predict their power rankings of the season because the two of you know a little more than I do. We didn't do it that way, but I need to go on the record, obviously. So I, accountability, my listeners will know this is how I predicted things. So you can't, I can't be like, Oh, I knew this person was going to win. If we... So we're going to go through my predictions. Are we ready? I'm excited. Okay. okay. So in 12th place, I put Kiara. Okay. Okay. 11. I put Boa. Mm-hmm. 10 uh-huh. was Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Okay. 9, I put Lemon. Mm-hmm. 8, okay. Anastasia. Mm-hmm. 7, Alona. Mm-hmm. 6, Scarlet. 5th, mm-hmm. Tainomi. 4th, mm-hmm. Rita. 3, Kine. 2nd place would be Juicebox with the winner, Priyanka. So I am predicting right now Priyanka is winning Canada's Drag Race. Fuck yeah. I'm a little confused on your Tainomi Banks placement, but other than that, I don't <laughs> think I'll block you. <laughs> I just thought, I was like, you know what? They don't want people to think shit's rigged, so they're just going to put her right outside of it. She's going to be that Cracker Dela Katya place where she's going to be that Rob goddess. 
And then get the story, the, the justice for whoever story. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think actually your top two, Juice Box, is going to be one of the first outs. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to switch it. <laughs> all right. All just right. flips the whole list. Yeah, I'm just going to flip the whole thing. <laughs> I'm um, not going to say a goddamn thing. <laughs> well, I, I mean, for the, for, I hope my pin gets to um, last more than an episode or two or three or four, whatever. But I, <laughs> I, they're I, so again, cute. I got one. They're, they're beautiful. Um, Priyanka, all right, I said it. Priyanka is my winner pick. I, like, it would be well-deserved. It would be so well-deserved. And I think she would be a great first winner, too. I completely agree. That just sent a... <laughs> I always say this to Jamie, who I run Drag Coven with. Whenever uh, we get to see our friends get, like, some kind of really amazing opportunity, whether it's Drag Race or something else, this I have uh, um, uh, physical anxiety. So instead of merely experiencing emotions, I have very visceral physical reactions to things. You said first, which my brain went, there's going to be more. And I just got the biggest shot of adrenaline, like from my toenails to my hairline, because, <laughs> oh my God, this is only the first one we'll, we'll get beginning. more. This Holy is, shit. This is an empire. We're, Do you know how beginning. excited that makes me? Okay. Yeah. And hopefully I'm, an all-stars. Uh, so listen, okay. So here, here, here's... So emotional. Here's what I was thinking. I'm make. I've made this prediction before on the podcast, but, but I've always said that All Stars Six was going to be a U.S. versus U.K. season because they could not finish filming season two of U.K. They had to um, postpone it, or I hope they're postponing it. They better finish it. Um, we're not. They don't have a, the pool necessarily to do the U.S. versus U.K. quite yet. Right. But now we're going to have this filmed, and if they're able to film in the fall. Why don't do U.S. versus the world? It's just an international free-for-all. Yeah. I would think an international one, like Thailand versus Australia versus Canada versus U.S. versus U.K. versus Germany versus Latin America. That would be I live my life. Don't you want to see a lip sync of Brooklyn Heights versus Davina DeCampo? That made me feel a little (laughs) nauseous in fear <laughs> from to have my friends having to go back in. Like, <laughs> the that be, so well, I think, I think Brooklyn is probably done competing on I, the, the American version. I give you insight, but I don't have any because guess what? Yeah. She doesn't even know. So. No, I, well, I, I would think for her, it would be weird to try to go back and compete now that she's like a host. I would think so. If, I, if it was me running it, I personally wouldn't want to put her back in. Right. However, like yeah. I said before, like Brooklyn is the kind of person where I, I hope I'm not making her sound like a professional robot with no emotions. I swear to God, she no. has many, many, many feelings. Um, she, she's got like four feelings. Um, she's <laughs> one of the few people that like, if they were to put her in that totally awkward position, it's, it's Brooklyn fucking Heights. She would navigate right. it like a champion. She would do an amazing yeah. job. Like she's got, she's the whole package. She I'm so again, close to winning. slapping it down on the table, completely fucking biased. But like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm just, for me, <laughs> Juicebox texted me the other day. So I'm going to do, um, the uh written reviews um episodically mm-hmm. for work.com for my we mom, love Siobhan work Siobhan Dior. Uh, <laughs> Dior is my drag mom and she's phenomenal um so I'm gonna do those and I posted that and Juicebox texted me and was like okay well written's cute and whatever but like are you doing um anything video based and I was like no why and she was like well, I just have these, like, really fond memories of when me and Scarlett had, like, viewing parties, and, like, you would see, like, your American friends on Drag Race, and you would sit with us on the stage and just silently cry through the whole thing, and I just really want to, you know, I'm pissed that the pandemic is happening, and we can't all be together, because I was really looking forward to watching you, you know, sob all over yourself like a giant fucking baby, and I was like, 
well, <laughs> it is true that I am not actually going to survive this season, so I'll be sure to film every hysterical meltdown I have for you, <laughs> personally. <laughs> Love it. Well, They're just so talented. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I just want to make sure that whatever platform I have to watch it on is going to be done properly. Hopefully. Um, I mean, there's so many, I, originally there weren't that many options and I was like, that's yeah. kind of shooting yourself in the kneecaps. But Cause I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do the VPN thing. I don't want to steal uh, Canada um, television. But um, <laughs> I would never, never. <laughs> no, I no, I didn't, I didn't use the VPN to watch uh, Big Brother Canada ever. No, never did that. <laughs> no, not Big Brother Canada. Um, <laughs> uh, rest in peace. That was so sad that they got can that they had to stop their season. Oh yeah. Was that the one? Was it that one or another one where the people were actually like in the house and had no idea how the pandemic had happened? Germany. Germany. That that's one. what it was. Oh but God, no, I'm 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 very excited that Wow Presents is going to have. I'm sorry, Wow Presents Plus. You got to have the plus in there because you have to pay for it. Um, I'm excited they're going to have it, and you know it's going to be a good season. I'm I'm here for it. Maybe um I'll start trying to do recaps again. We'll we'll see how people are feeling because you know the world is going insane right now. Yeah, but. People need to follow you both. Where can they follow you on social media and the likes? My grinder at is um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I oh, I just completely forgot it. I was gonna say the color poppy, but that's not anymore. That's the old it's one. It's the old one. It's Princess of Poppy. P R I N C E S S O F P O P P Y. I'm Poppy. <laughs> my grinder profile. <laughs> um, my social media all across the board are Courtney Conker, even though my name is Courtney Conker is with an S, they wouldn't give me the characters. I don't know why. So Courtney Conker on everything. And, or you can also always find me if you can't find me or you forget my name, you can find me at drag coven uh, on everything. Yeah. And hopefully things will get better soon. You can come travel the U S and come back to New York. <laughs> I miss it so much. I this is quite literally the longest I have been stationary in one place. I'm also a nomadic military brat, so like I have absolutely no roots at home. Um, for the entire six years that we have one dry coven, I've never been still this. Long. It's making me feel crazy, <laughs> but it's fine. It's you. good. I'm you. also immunocompromised, so like staying home yeah. is great. Stay home, stay home, wear a mask, stay home. But also, yes, I wear your miss everybody. I can't wait to come back out and be a, a person well, in the world. Yeah, and hopefully you'll get to go to um, see Poppy perform one time and put her. That would be so stellar. YouTube. Wouldn't it be nice San to meet Francisco. a person like people? Yeah. I love San Francisco. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. The drag scene here is awful. You should definitely come see it. <laughs> well, you can <laughs> my go favorite see, kind you, of drag scene. You can go see Rock'em Sakura. Oh my god, I actually is went she to ever San Francisco here again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was. God, season 12 is in a weird position. Um, it really is. <laughs> I went to San Francisco last year because I was in LA and I had a couple mm. days on the end of the trip and then they sold the um, the finale airing as like a package that companies could bid on. Mm -hmm. um, and the company that like bought it, that like bought the top four was Levi's and the head, the headquarters, they bought it for their like pride celebration as like a treat for their staff and they made a whole pride day out of it. It was actually really cute. Um, mm -hmm. and so the girls all went to San Francisco and I was still in LA. So Brooklyn was like, I will pay for you to come down if you can get like, what can you get? Da, 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 da. And I was like a mega buses. She was like, I don't know if I can't, I don't really have a lot of money to throw at it, but like, I'm kind of all alone. Can you come? We didn't know if Steve could make it out which is her agent slash best friend. 
So I was like, I'll look it up. I'll see what I can do. I don't know. I'm so poor. Like, I'll try. I would love to be there. It was like a $14 megabuzz. <laughs> she was like, oh, oh don't worry, sis. I got you. <laughs> wow, so generous. So I took a bus down to San Francisco. But because it was for that, um, it was actually just 48 hours of me um, crying. And uh, as you do in San Francisco, yes, <laughs> on Brooklyn specifically. And then the only other part of San Francisco I saw besides like the Levi's headquarters and like one venue was Dallas, Dallas Coulter's couch. So, um, I would like <laughs> to come to San Francisco properly and come see everybody that's actually like there and working there and, and see your venues. That'd be cool. you have to, well, the stud just, um, just shut down, unfortunately. Oh, that's awful. It, it's really awful. I mean, it's one of the oldest gay bars in the world and in, in America. Yeah. And it got shut down, which was really sad, so. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Okay, well, here's to better things. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you at the, um, the bulldoze stud where it used to stand. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll we can go over tour. to Bulldoze Zipper in Toronto. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. Or Fly. Bulldo Fly just got bulldozed a week ago, so. Perfect. There we go. Uh, yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having you both. Uh, thank you for chatting. Um, and we will see y'all soon and happy Canada's Drag Race on July 2nd. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for having me and happy pride, everybody. Happy pride. The biggest thanks to Courtney and Poppy for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block and that was Block Talk. Mm -hmm.